0: hello and welcome to the class trial a limited run uppercut podcast where myself ty and a very special guest are going to be recapping and analyzing all of the romp games slash media because i think we're also watching at least one anime
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but anyway speaking of special guests uh it's time to introduce ours uh, joining me for this uh Long Road Through Anime Hell is,
2: uh, fan bites. Kenneth Shepard. Hello, Kenjamin. Hello. Hey, howdy, hey. Happy to be here. Finally, it's rompa time. Hell yeah. If we don't kill each other along the way. I am 100% assuming we're going to. Um, so speaking of that, Ken, what is your... What is your history
0: with the series, and what are your what are your general vibes on Danganronpa? Give me your give me your your Danganronpa uh, backstory.
3: So I, uh, from the the time that would have been like you know when they finally came to uh, the West, which was two thousand fourteen, to about two thousand seventeen, uh, Danganronpa was basically my lifeblood. Uh, like I, I am kind of known it for like in the various things that I do. It's like the Mass Effect guy, but I would say that Danganronpa is probably about equal to if not depending on the day higher t- like in terms of like the hierarchy of things that i like in video games uh and um so i had been uh th- they were coming out like kind of just as i was starting to write about video games so like they were kind of like a constant for me for like several years because like in the process of them coming over to the west there was like a new game or something coming out every year between then and, and when b3 eventually came over twenty seventeen. Um, and so yeah i'm a big fan i just like it's not even for me like the murder mystery side isn't even really what like draws me to the series it's kind of like the themes of like hope and despair and like the ways that like it takes something that is you know that seemingly simple and like riffs on it in ways that are really interesting and like tell us more about this character and also like it really um makes sense within its universe in like a very insular way that a lot of uh you know, like a, a lot of like kinda of like long running series kinda of, kinda of feel like they lose their way or like that sort of uh, thematic consistency and especially in video games where that just that kind of storytelling that can kinda of lose the core of what it was there for in the beginning. Uh that's that tends to happen. Um where digging Robo I feel like from start to finish just like tells this really uh, powerful story that in like is able to frame a murder mystery in something that is
2: like, and, and the themes that are, like, really profound and that have resonated with me uh, over the years. So, yeah. I hate the way this series ends. Um, well, okay,
0: We'll get to that.
3: Yeah. Eventually. We do need to, I guess, clarify. There are, like, in in the course of the thing that we're going to be talking about, there are, like, two timelines, in a way. Like, two yeah. timelines of flash settings. Yeah. I am more, like... What what is Dragon Rumble one through three? That is everything that I just said was about that. V three exists in this like pocket dimension of other things that I uh, I think has a lot of interesting th- things to say. And like I'm not gonna like even that is months from now that we are gonna get to that. But uh, what I everything I was referring to just now was specifically Dragon Rumble one through three. V three is is separate.
0: Yes. Yes. I I am with you a hundred. Well, I don't even know. though, I guess I I love. One through three, which for those who maybe are not Danganronpa nerds who are listening, Danganronpa is technically the first game, the second game. And then an anime that is simultaneously in the past
2: and the present. Mm
0: -hmm. Then it alternates. um, And I watched it wrong the first time, Um, but it's fine. (laughs)
2: Um...
0: But, yeah, I started playing these games, I don't know what year, like, probably 2015-ish, I think. Um, Because I was in a gamer Facebook group, and one of the folks in there was like, you have to try it, you have to try it, you're really going to like it. Shout out to Drew. Um, So I said, all right, and I tried it, and I had a Vita. Um, So I played one and two on my Vita. And then I was really sad because I, I got through those
2: within, like, a really short amount of time. Mm. Um, and then I had to wait for V3. Mm. <laughs> um, and so I remember distinctly V3
0: came out and I literally, like, downloaded it on my Vita at the Wi-Fi at my job and then spent my, like, lunch break starting it because I was, like, so hyped. Which is why... Uh,
2: p3 makes me really mad uh because it sucks but we'll get there <laughs> um
0: yeah i like the i like the murder mystery part of it a lot mm. um i do like the whole the I, I like it's hard for me because the ideals stuff is like done in that very like in anime like right this is how things are and like it It kind of buckles under its own weight At certain points for me Mm. Especially in V3 But um, I do like the overall vibe And like the idea I I like the, the Like the conundrum That everybody in these games is You know like presented with And I think it's like I don't want to be the person who's like Yeah like locking kids into school And having them kill each other is cool and good But like I think it's an interesting like quandary of like you're trapped in this place, like you could either stay here forever and vibe, or if you wanna leave, you have to like fuck it off somebody and get away with it. Mm. Um, I think it's like an interesting concept, right it does in fact make brain go burr right so right. And
3: i, I, I like, oh, sorry
0: no, so I just like i'm I'm here for that, you know what yeah. I mean like. Yeah, and I like I like solving the mysteries. Granted, at this point, like replaying them now, I've played them enough that I like. Right. Re- remember, at least for the first one, I like remembered all the solutions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But overall, like when I first played them, I really really enjoyed like trying to figure out and like the trials and all of that.
3: Yeah, and I think that like they do progressively get just more complex, both in like, their, like the what sort of like setups that they do, but also just kind of like the kind of underlying reasoning behind a lot of these mysteries and these uh these murders that happen because I do think in the grand scheme of things Rumble 1, Trick of Havoc is fairly I hesitate to say grounded is the word that I want to use because I, th- I think like despite the, despite the places that especially like Danganronpa 2 is going to go like I don't I think this series is fairly grounded in itself like it doesn't escalate that much which is something I really appreciate but I think
0: I feel like it gives the, you like it, it it shows you like it it tells you like hey we do need you to dis- suspend your disbelief but like we're not gonna go too wild with right. it.
3: Like th- there's like still a sense that like these murders could happen that the, that like the, except you know okay two and V three have some wild places they go that still like when the in the confines of its own fiction works but up one is like very much kind of like a more standard, uh kind of murder mystery in places, and also, like, the late-game twists. Again, like, the, they... The escalation is not on the scale of something like, say, Zero Escape, that goes bonkers places. That has to make charts for things, and that is, like the, like... the relative groundedness of Danganronpa is something that I appreciate as well, which is probably most concisely presented in this game, even if it means yeah. that the, the solutions to the mysteries might be a little bit more simple and easier
2: to kind of... get get from point a to b
0: yeah and like that's another thing that i think v3 like flubs um from my memory um again i haven't played it since it first came out so Mm. that'll be an interesting one to go back to but i definitely remember i think it's like the second case i was like this is so much already Mm. um just just even in like comparison to like you know um the previous games because the second one I don't want to say that the murders are like that the murders in 2 are not like horribly gory or wild or even that convoluted it's more of just like the setting and overall right. vibe and the stuff that you find out you're kind of like what the fuck but then you get into v3 and some of them just immediately are like okay alright right. so there's a so MacGyver is in the school yeah. excellent
3: yeah, it's the metatextual stuff that V3 is getting into that, like, it is a series that is escalating and has to be up in the ante in a way that, like, plays into how elaborate some of that shit goes. Um, but it does, at that point, kind of feel like it has maybe fittingly, having gotten away from, like, the more grounded
2: setting of Hope Academy and the murders that can take place there. Yeah. So, anyway, should we get into it?
1: Yeah, let's go for it.
2: Should we get into? Okay, so the first game,
0: our first, our introduction to the world of Danganronpa, is Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc, um, and it is, it's a it's a visual novel where you solve murders, uh, to spare yourself and your classmates from being murdered, um, and yeah, so you start out in the game's prologue where you meet your player character slash protagonist whatever um, and his name is Makoto Maegi or not Maegi, Naegi, I'm sorry, Makoto Naegi and basically he's explaining that there is this school in Japan called Hope's Peak where only the most elite of students go if to attend you basically have to be like the best teenager in japan at what you do um and those kids are called like ultimate so it's like you know the ultimate soccer star or whatever um and the school is supposed to you know help them refine that ultimate talent and anyone who graduates from there is supposed to basically be like guaranteed success in life um and it turns out that makoto is going to go to this school is ultimate or special in any way, but because he won a lottery.
2: Um, And so he is the quote-unquote ultimate lucky student. Uh, Which kind of comes to be a misnomer, as we'll find Mm. out. Right. It's, it's, uh, (laughs) Uh, even just, like, (laughs) at the beginning there, like, it's already
3: setting, like, a really, like, almost antagonistic tone in terms of, like, you're playing as this character that is kind of like not supposed to be there and like he has that sense about himself and that like even when he's like meeting all these characters for the first time he's like oh, in awe all these like super talented people and Mm -hmm. not even necessarily that these people are I mean not that they're not talented but like not that they are like these like idols to be revered but they are being held up that way by a system that like feeds into it that is basically Mm -hmm. like there's a lot to be said about like merit and you know what makes people special and, like, talented at things. And I feel like giving you that sort of... Like, you know, there, there'll there be different perspectives that we t- take in the series, but like letting you exist kind of, like, on the outside of it kind of not only, like, sets, sets uh, these... It, it, you know, puts you in a place to be, like, inquisitive and, like, want to know, like, what it is in the society that people... Uh, like, what it is that these people have been holding up as these, you know, things to be revered. But it also, I think kind of, like, get, puts you in a position to maybe see just, like, how messed up it is, even if Makoto doesn't, per se, because Makoto absolutely by into this. Totally on board. Like, it's totally... Yeah, this is
0: totally normal to him.
3: Yeah. And, uh, I feel like watching, like, over the course of the, the series, like, watching that sort of ideal that Hostu Academy presents, um, like, fall apart is, like, one of the fasc- most fascinating mm-hmm. things in, like, the overarching story here. But, uh, it does, like, leave you on a like it brings you in on a pretty depressing note already
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely kind of subscribes to like again it's a like i like it so obviously it's like a very shonen thing
2: Mm. um but yeah it definitely does that like here is like good and bad Mm. and they're like both these things and you're like okay and then it does kind of like
0: the vaguely my hero like little bit eugenicist maybe
1: Mm.
0: idea of like these people who have this talent are so special and therefore like they're the best and therefore they symbolize the hope for the future because they're the best and Mm. it's kind of like what you said ken where it's like okay well i are we prioritizing like as the quote-unquote best and it is interesting though because as you come to find based on like who you meet even in this game a lot of the ultimate talents are, like, kind of weird. Right. Or, like, things that you would not, like, maybe... Like, if you were thinking, like, oh, like what would a high schooler be, like, incredibly good at? And, you know, there are, like, you know, the, the athletes mm. and stuff like that. Um, and even, you know, like, the pop idol. But then there's, like, the ultimate fanfic creator.
3: Yeah, like, really scraping and the like- bottom of the barrel and be like, what can we find that is, like, worth sort of, like... You know, like, what are, like, the very specific instances of talent that we can bring into our school mm-hmm. to study?
0: Yeah, so, like, the framing of it is, like, kind of gross, but then, like, when you see who's actually in, it is, like, I think there are still probably issues with it, but it's, like, a very broad right idea of, like, talent or, like, what something that should be nurtured right. could be.
2: I think kind of like and you know even in the first moments we're like having there's like this weird dissonance of like like okay people buy into this sort of
3: program it lets that sort of like tension kind of like gradually unravel as the game goes on
0: oh and i wanted to mention too the whole like protagonist who's like kind of not supposed to be there or who's like not confident in themselves is a theme
2: throughout yes so just
0: just take a little note of that we'll we'll be coming back to it <laughs> again and again um but so basically yeah you you go you makoto enters hope's peak right and then he passes out nope.
1: um
0: and t- i too immediately pass out when i enter a place where i have to be responsible for anything
3: any any educational um, facility
0: any educational facility my brain says absolutely not um so yeah Makoto passes out and he wakes up in a classroom that is like covered in these steel plated windows and there are like security cameras around and he finds this weird like handwritten um like welcome brochure to Mm -hmm. the school um and it's like clearly written in crayon basically, mm. which I do want to come back to that at the end when we get to the reveal because what the fuck?
1: Okay. But anyway.
0: <laughs> um, but we're not there yet. And so then he basically gets the, me- like the, the message that he's supposed to go um, out of the classroom. And upon doing that, he finds the other ultimate students who are in his class who all had the same thing happen to them. Um, and I guess we can do a quick, like, rundown on our roster here. Um, so, the other students, there are 15 students
2: in total at the beginning of the mm-hmm. game that we're aware of. Right. Um. And so it's fucking...
0: And see, this is where we're getting into the weird ones, right? So there's, like, Hero, and he's the ultimate clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. But, like, the more you talk to him, the more it just kind of seems like he's an idiot
3: 30 percent, like, right like 30. yeah he's
0: 30 he's literally like caring for mean girls like he's like yep like there's a 30 percent chance <laughs> it's already raining um so there's hero and then there's hifumi who is the ultimate fanfic creator which i feel like that was probably like kind of a hard one to translate yeah i think but that's... it's like a fan artist
3: right yeah I, I, that's and something like... that i kind of sussed out just kind of like being around the game like that is not a one-to-one compare like uh, translation from what he actually is, and what mm-hmm. he actually is does not necessarily exist like within a lot of Western cultures.
2: So, or at least like the the, yeah. the terminology the game uses, at least. Yeah, he's like basically a fan artist who does
0: like comics yeah. that are like based on media, and he sells them at like cons and stuff. But he basically like constantly rants about how he's only into like two D. And so he's, like, not attracted to, like, real-life women because they're 3D. And there's a whole thing. So there's him. Then there's Leon, who is the ultimate baseball star. There's Sayaka, who is the ultimate pop sensation or something along that line. There's Junko, who is the ultimate fashionista. Sakura is the ultimate martial
2: artist. Celeste is the ultimate gambler. Uh fucking who else is left but Biakia
0: is the ultimate affluent progeny
3: like they really went out of, like the localization really went out of its way to like the most <laughs> cumbersome way to say things like ultimate heir nah
2: ultimate affluent progeny yeah yeah he's basically like part of like the Illuminati basically <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and then Toko is the ultimate like novelist or something like that she's a writer um who am i missing
3: uh taka the ultimate uh oh what are they okay
2: um ultimate moral compass. the ultimate fucking blowhard <laughs> That's yes true. ultimate moral compass and then chihiro the ultimate programmer
0: <laughs> oh yeah and then mondo is the ultimate
3: biker gang leader it just gets very specific, like in that in a way that's like
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And then oh, and Hina is the ultimate swimmer.
3: And then there's Kyoko, the ultimate question mark, question mark, question mark.
2: Yeah, because she doesn't know. Or at least she claims that she doesn't remember what her power her not her power that
0: makes it sound like the It's her like talent. Her like ultimate reason for being at the school. She does not remember. And then and then that's it. And then they're okay. all like... Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I think... I think Biyaku like, talks shit about Makoto not having a talent. Mm. And then they realize that the door to the front of the school is, like, this big, huge metal... Not a grate, but it's just, like, a big metal door mm. that has, like, a gun over it. Yeah. And so, so they can't get out. And then... They eventually get called to the gym for the like entrance ceremony or whatever for the mm. school. And that is where we meet our uh, primary antagonist for the majority of. And Kenjamin, I know that you're a fan. Do, you wanna, fan. do you wanna tell me about Monokuma?
3: Are you a fan of Monokuma, that monochrome bear? That ultimate good boy, ultimate angel, ultimate perfect specimen of a character?
2: All of those things are incorrect. Um, he is canonically a mean bad bear.
3: He needs some. You
2: need to hold him like a teddy bear, and then he's he's super sweet. He doesn't like that. He says he's not a teddy bear. Mm. That's debatable. Ken, that's in tech. I know. <laughs> Monokuma says a lot of things to us. God.
0: Anyway, so he's the black and white bear. With the one side looks normal and the other side has like the
2: fucked up like tribal tattoo looking eye. And those those gnarly teeth. Mm-hmm. So who's this bear? What's his deal? Oh uh, he's you know, he's the principal of the school, headmaster, headmaster Hope's the
3: Academy. Here to further our education as ultimate students.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: And what is uh what is our
0: school life gonna look like, Ken?
3: Oh uh, we're just gonna live here forever. Just just vibe for the rest of our lives. Oh, unless we want
2: to leave. Yeah, but if we really want to leave that badly, all we got to do is kill somebody. And? Not get caught. And that's it. Yeah, simple. Simple terms of engagement here. Yeah. So, the like, I
0: don't know, I guess the like moral impetus that's put before us, right, as to why this is happening is Monokuma says like, you can live here forever peacefully,
1: mm.
0: and everything will be provided for you. You'll have food, whatever, blah 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 blah. But you can never ever leave, and you have to like let go of your connections to the
2: outside world. you kill somebody, uh, a trial amongst the class happens,
1: mm.
2: and if you if you if you don't get caught, then in theory you get to leave. Uh. So that's the; those are the stakes that we're playing mm. with, and obviously our our crew of
0: teen pals are uh, not super stoked about that.
1: No,
2: and uh, they're a little, little afraid, little concerned, and so kind of the like
0: the the theme of the prologue going into chapter one is kind of this idea of the like the idea that you would have to stay in a place forever and all of your needs would be met, but you could never leave and you could never see anyone you cared about on the outside again Mm -hmm. versus like having to commit a murder of, you know, someone who technically you don't really know because, you know, they just met, but who is still, you know, like a peer classmate and like another person. Um, And it, so that that's like kind of the tension that it wants to, Mm really lean on and like that kind of goes into in chapter one um you know we we get a motive because Monokuma is an impatient bitch and he wants uh shit to start moving so he provides video motives for everybody to give them a reason to kill mm. because despite what he says about wanting them to just chill he's a fucking liar right
3: Yeah, and it, 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 they do like I mean in fairness, like, these characters, like, are all pretty much, like, very much against this idea. Like, I don't think there's, there's not like, mm-hmm. at least in this, this game, uh, there's not, like, anybody that's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to do this. I'm willing to do that to get out. And, like, there is, like, a level of cooperation still happening at the beginning. Everyone's like, okay, we're gonna go, like, search around school, try and figure out where we are, why we're here. Like, you know,
2: there's even like, the question, like, mm-hmm. is this Hope speak Academy where we all We're supposed to be going? Um, and so, like, they it starts to get into what is what I think is a, you know an interesting part of this moral conundrum is like
3: what form hope takes for different people depending on the, the situation because like all of them got that motive but only one person at least you know at, by the time that it started happening took the initiative to start and try to kill somebody and it's like what p- particular wounds can you pick at that will cause the person to want to change in a way that. Or you know, like what what changes people's status quo, like when they are forced with like forced to view new information and react accordingly, because that is going to be kind of what I think is interesting about each of these trials. Even that, even if like there is a character that does something awful and trying to kill somebody, uh, you do get a sense that like, at least in most cases, like I think there's like a very specific uh, outlier in this game that like, generally these people are still good. They have just been put in a circumstance that, you know, by a person who knows them intimately well and is able to, like knows exactly what buttons to push. Um mm-hmm. and that is sort of like Monokuma's stick is that like even the most pure perfect icons of hope for humanity can be pushed to do terrible things if like if you know if you know exactly how to get them to do that.
0: Yeah. I and mean, it kind of it brings up a tension that comes up in this series and that I think like we do get a definitive answer to in v3 and it's an answer that i don't particularly care for um but it's like the idea of like mo- like monokuma lays it out right like tech, like we come to find out eventually that like more or less the game is rigged right but in theory if no one ever kills like then everything would be you know like right right but so it presents this thing of like, okay, you have all of this information and you know, like you you're gonna be taken care of, you're gonna be fine, it's gonna be whatever. But then it still does like what you said of picking at the wounds of like, oh, well, we told you you had to stop having your connections to the outside world. Right. And it's like, how can you like like that's not a rational thing to expect from anybody? Right. And so, like, I feel like this like the series I think struggles for me a little bit in that way because I feel like it wants to pose that, like, oh, you know. You didn't have to do it, you could have stopped, and it's like, uh,
2: given the situation right. like
3: yeah, and I think something the reason that it works for me, I think, is because you have established a world where these fifteen kids are being posted up like by a society that like again, buys into the system as these ideals, this these uh like again, like hope for humanity in like very like tangible, like concrete, like not subtle. Or even, uh, like, not even, like, symbolic ways, like, just, like, actively, like, that is what the universe say this universe is saying. So I think that is, like, what Monokuma and, you know, the sort of larger antagonist of the franchise, uh, that is sort of, like, what they're saying. Is that, like, this world is, like, the, the foundation of this world is that, like, Hope's Academy and its students and all its teachers and everything that the school aspires to be is propped up as... This hope and that but also like this that character also understands the ways in which that hope is not exactly founded through the sort of um shiny ideals that like it is it put forth to the public, and it is all about that character trying to unravel like again like unravel that and show it to people that this is all like this idea and this ideal of what hope is is all fake, it's all manufactured, and I think. Honestly, like in my in my, I, I think by the time the series is over, like specifically one through three is over, it has done like the series does like a really good job. Of, I think of showing the nuance of that is that like hope and despair are not things that are, uh, these polar opposites. They are things that exist within each other, and we as people cannot be you know perfect arbiters of either. And uh, so I think that like like you said, it is rigged, but I also think that like it has it's all happening in a society that has basically like set this up for Monokuma to just knock it down
0: yeah and see and i think that's the thing right is there's such a difference between the story in one through three and then right. what happens in v3 and my issue is with v3 and what right. it says at the end They've, but we're not there yet yeah, we'll get there um but i do agree with you one through like the first two games of the anime i think are like a very coherent like right. cohesive story that like I don't know if it's as successful for me as it is for you, but I think it definitely does at least, like, complicate the things that it's playing right.
2: with.
0: Um, so getting into that, we, we get all, we know that everyone got a video motive. We don't know what anyone's was but Makoto. Right. And from Makoto's video, we find that his family may have been harmed in some way you basically like you know get a narration saying this is makoto and his family blah 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 blah, and it like cuts to the same house that they were in is now basically destroyed mm-hmm. um and the family is nowhere to be found um and it's it's kept vague like that and the whole thing at the end is basically like graduate to find out what happened to your family
1: right
0: um so assumedly everybody got something like that and then uh Sayaka starts acting really weird and you find out that like she is really rattled about the concept of being stuck here forever Mm -hmm. because she has given up and sacrificed a lot for her career as a pop idol Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and she's very you know attached to her uh, group mates in her idol group and the idea of like not being with them is like very upsetting for her. Or the idea of them moving on without her is very upsetting to mm. her. Um, and so then she eventually ends up asking Makoto to switch rooms with her for the night because she says that someone was, like, trying to get into her room. And Makoto is a simp, so he does. <laughs> um, and
2: then the next day, they find out that Sayaka was murdered in Makoto's room. <laughs> mm. Mm. And then we begin the investigation. So, this this has been a, a weird sticking for, point
3: for. Let I me. Mean, I mean, I guess it was my first story. Like by the time I got to two, I was like, knew what to expect. How does it make you feel that like
2: you can't move on from investigations without finding every clue? I think. I think for this specific series, I like it only mm.
0: because like when we get into the trial mechanics, like if you're not playing on, you know, like the easy, easy mode, um, it does ask, like, you may have everything, but the game is still going to be like, okay, but what are you going to do with it? Like, and I, so I think like that part is engaging enough for me to be okay with it. Mm. Um, But, and also just like, as a player, I like that, you know, you can't leave a spot until you found everything.
2: Yeah. Although I will say, that's a bitch if your version is glitching. Oh, right. Like mine was.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's fine. Um, But yeah, so basically, after three people find a body, a discovery announcement goes out, and then they have just like a vague, undetermined amount of time until Monokuma gets bored to investigate what happened. so, the the kiddo look for clues, and they find a bunch of stuff, but obviously, like, the, the big clues from this one are probably the fact that, like, Makoto and Sayaka's door plates were switched for some reason, mm-hmm. even though they switched rooms. And then, on the bathroom wall behind Sayaka, she wrote a series of what looked like numbers
2: in blood, in mm-hmm. her own blood. Um... And I think those are, like, the two big, big ones. Uh, and probably the uh, the
3: uh, glass ball being used to... Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, and the trash. So then you find out, too, there's, like, a trash compactor that only one person at a time can access. Um, And they're, like, the person who's on cleaning duty or whatever. And so if you can't, like... If you don't have the key, you can't get into the trash. And despite that... They did find like a piece of fabric and a shattered glass ball in the incinerator or near the incinerator, um, which becomes a big indicator of who did it later on. Uh, And so then getting into the trial, they uh, the trials are interesting, I think, because they're basically like they started out as these things called nonstop debates where you kind of just like talk about what they think happened. And then different little like highlighted weak spots show up that can be broken by like the evidence that you found. Mm. Um, and so then you have to, you know, do your reasoning to figure out, like, where contradictions are and stuff right. like that, and as it goes on more and more mechanics get added to it and such, but um, I think it's fun, and I think it generally works.
3: Yeah, I think something that, like, it really occurred to me when I was playing through it this time was uh, I think the, it, it, the for for Trude-Try Habit specifically, there's an issue in terms of, like, the writing has to match the mechanics in a way that, like Discussions have to be, and like, like progression rather, needs to be inherently argumentative because you are constantly contradicting people instead of like, you know, coming together and finding uh, ways to like, you know, like, you know, filling in the gaps between everybody's logic where there there's like, okay, not in this trial specifically, but like maybe later we have to convince somebody that a character is not a ghost, despite that not being like anything that exists <laughs> within the lore of the universe. And I think that was something that I really appreciate about 2 and v3 is that because you could agree with people instead like the writing was Mm -hmm. able to be a little bit more versatile in terms of like how it was going to present problems and also like how you would use your evidence to move forward because like again like because you cannot the only way you are able to interact with people's ideas in this game is to contradict them it does mean that problems have to be presented in a way that you can fight against as opposed to any other means of communication
2: yeah. And
0: it's weird because even when you're like working together with other people, right? Cause Kyoko in this trial and like kind of throughout the rest of the trials is like an assist for right. Makoto a lot of the time in terms of like stopping people from jumping to conclusions, in mm-hmm. terms of like putting him on a track to think about. But even then it's her being like, Hmm, there was a contradiction there, don't you think?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which is kind of like, I think it probably a track back to like Ace Attorney roots a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I agree that it definitely gets better as it goes on. But I remember when I first tried it, I was like, oh, this is like pretty fun, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then so going through the trial, we eventually find out that Sayaka attempted to murder Leon because Leon, despite being the ultimate baseball star, actually wants to be a musician. So she used that to lure him right. to her, quote unquote, her room which was actually Makoto's room uh, where she tried to murder him with a knife that she stole from the kitchen, but he defended himself with a shiny gold sword that was (laughs) in the room. And uh, then after Sayaka quote unquote locked herself in the bathroom, which was not technically possible because the boys' bathrooms don't have locks on them for some reason, because men don't need privacy. Apparently not. Um, But Makoto's door was stuck, so it gave the illusion of being locked. We also find out in another weirdly gendered thing that all of the boys in the uh, Mm. class got, uh, what are they called, toolkits? And all the girls got uh, sewing kits. But interestingly, Makoto's uh, toolkit is unopened still, but someone disassembled the door to get to Sayaka and kill her. And so we find out that Leon, after defending himself, not realizing that he was in Makoto's room, went to his room, got his toolkit, came back, opened the door, and then murdered Saika um, by stabbing her. And in her final moments, she used the blood coming out of her to write Leon upside down on the wall, which made it look like numbers
2: 110. Yes. Important numbers. So, Saika. I could try to frame Makoto yeah. and died instead. It always was
3: weird to me. Like on a, on a I think the set, okay first off, I think the setup of this whole trial is like really interesting and like in terms of like one of the most like thematically coherent things. And like if you want to mm-hmm. illustrate sort of like the moral conundrum of Danganronpa in one I think class trial, it
0: is the best one for yeah, that. For Absolutely. sure, because like
3: you know you are you have this character that you have learned to trust <laughs> throughout the entire game so far betrayed you. But ultimately, like Kyoko says, like, hey, I know that she betrayed you, but she did like write his name, like, she was thinking of a way to save you. And I know, like, she, like, there was regret in what she had done. Um, but also, like, it was always weird to me that she is like, okay, I need to decide who I want to kill of these 15 people, and I'm going to choose a professional athlete. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> okay, I know, They've, I feel like
0: that's like part of it is like, oh. The- Some of the writing on this is maybe not as strong as it could be. But also, on the other hand, I'm like, but if I was, like, a teenager Mm. in this situation, does, like, is, am I going to go into predator mode, or am I just going to be like, who could I get to come into my room?
3: Yeah, like, maybe it's, like, you you pick the person that might, I guess, more likely to come to your room, and that, I guess, narrows down the suspects to uh the uh the less than bright among them
0: yeah well and even and i mean because she knew it was it was again kind of the whole picking at wounds thing because it was the idea of like sayaka is this pop star right and leon desperately wants to be a musician and so she knew that she could you know use that to manipulate him and then in theory have the element of surprise but it didn't
1: it didn't work didn't out, work out. <laughs> no
0: can work out. No. Yeah, so then we get into the whole, uh, Leon uses his baseball star powers to dispose of the evidence, but he's an idiot, so it doesn't probably get disposed of. And he is revealed and executed.
3: Okay, thematically appropriate way that like a final yes. insult to his personhood. Uh, by...
0: He gets, uh, bombarded by baseballs. And it's not great. Um, but yeah, so then after that, we move oh, on we did two, we did we did
2: skip over one important
3: is... uh, detail chapter one. Oh, Junko. Oh, dead. Yes, because she, cause
1: she found Oh, that's woman.
0: right. I thought she died at the. I thought she started died at the start of chapter two. That's right. Okay, so that's right. Uh, at the end of chapter one, uh, we find our high schoolers back in the gym with Monokuma and. Junko basically tells him that she's not going to participate in the class trial uh, anymore, and she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to deal with any of it. She doesn't want to participate, and uh, she ends up stomping on Monokuma, and he impales her with multiple spears, and she dies.
1: <laughs> it happened.
2: So, so three people are now dead. For those keeping track at home, we've got uh, twelve left. As of this point. It's been (laughs) one chapter. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Yeah, so chapter two is chapter two is kind of weird.
1: Um,
0: Yeah, it's very strange. So like, the main things that are kind of highlighted are that like, Shihiro seems to have some kind of inferiority Mm. complex about being weak, and Mondo and Taka become friends?
3: Big bravado
2: boys club moment. Yeah,
0: they have, like, they go from well, because it's so weird, right? Because then that's, like, the point is that, like, Taka is this, like, class rep, like, always be on time, always do the right thing, bruh, bruh, bruh. And then Mondo is literally a criminal. Mm. Um, <laughs> so they're very, very different. But after having, like, a, like, a mask off in the sauna, they become good friends. Um, and so the whole thing is kind of like as in the title of the chapter is Boys' Life of Despair. So it is very is a right. very gendered chapter in a lot of ways. Um, because it is it is about, you know, these male friendships between Taka and Mondo. And also Mondo always talks about making a promise mm. between men and how that's like such an important thing that you have to do. Um, and so then
2: this is also like probably the messiest case, like. Right. From a like a from like a, yeah, yeah. In in terms of like what it is depicting and who it is depicting
0: and right. how it is depicting said things, I think it is probably the messiest one in mm-hmm. the series because um, we come to find out uh, there is another motive, which is that uh, all of your everyone has an embarrassing secret and uh if no one kills everyone's secrets are going to be revealed to the world um and then of course there's a murder and Chihiro is
2: found dead in the girl's yep. locker room yes yes chihiro is found dead in the girl's locker room um and <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's th- a lot. There's, there's reason uh, to believe a- that like the murder might have happened in the boys' room because like there are blood stains or like things have been moved. And- yeah,
0: there was clearly a switcher- There was clearly a switcheroo, and also like Chihiro is hung up in a way and like presented in a way that is similar to victims of a mm-hmm. serial
2: killer, <laughs> a very very prevalent serial killer, um, and so then. Hey Ken, guess who's at the class trial? The serial killer The serial killer uh because in in the first
0: reveal of mm. the chapter, but certainly not the last, uh during the class trial, we come to find out that Toko has dissociative identity disorder and is also a serial killer by the name of genocide Jack. yeah.
2: I mean, like, I mean, in terms of, like, reveals, like, these characters are not who you think they are. It's uh, definitely one of them. Yeah, and it's also into the weirdness surrounding, like, gender and queerness
0: mm. stuff. Because Toko is, like, so Toko is a romance writer, right? And she clearly, like, has a thing for, like, mm. boy's love, even though she doesn't, like, want to admit it. Like, Hifumi, like, makes fun of her about it, like, constantly. And then when you find out that she's Genocide Jack, one of the sticking points as to why she wouldn't have killed Chihiro right. is because everyone
2: thinks is a girl and Genocide Jack only kills young, like, cute right. men. Because she's, mm. like... That it is her MO. Like, yeah, it's uh, even...
3: like I, I would say, like, among the various characters that like kind of go through like pseudo-redemption arcs in this game, I feel like toko and genocide jack are like the they exist like they, that, that just doesn't happen and i think that maybe makes their role in the series as it goes on interesting to in a like a very uh concentrated way that we will get into in another game but like mm-hmm. man like at this point they just use both of them as kind of like these like they're always a joke but like they're a joke or
0: it's deep yeah and it's deep it is deeply uncomfortable right because it goes from toko who's like constantly so like hates herself and thinks everyone thinks she's like this disgusting awful creature but she like gets off on being talked down to Mm. by byakuya and then on the flip side genocide jack is like oh yeah i love boys they're so pretty i love to stab them and string them up and like she makes all these comments about like makoto and like I can't remember one of their boys like she makes like inferences that they're like into each other and stuff, and
2: it's just mm-hmm. like both parts of Toko are right. just a lot <laughs> um but yeah so so they think that Toko has killed Chihiro because of the 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 the, the mm-hmm. presentation of the body,
0: but a key thing about Genocide Jack is that she only kills men, first and foremost, but secondly, she only ever mounts their bodies by uh, sticking scissors into their right. joints to, like, crucify them. Also, she only
2: kills by stabbing with scissors, and this are especially right. me. Therefore, they can't... Um, the scissors would have had to come in with Togo, right. essentially, is what the point is.
0: Um, and so then after, you know, some more, some more sleuthing, some more trialing, we find out that uh, handbooks, the handbooks that the, the students were all given at the beginning of the game that have, you know, their name and all of that and their gender and uh, the, the rules for the school um they can't be broken normal ways like they're drop resistant and they're they can go i don't remember how deep but like super deep in water and be fine but it turns out if you if you heat them up real hot they do break
2: and only one person could have known that and wouldn't you guess it was one of our Mm -hmm. dear boys who had a bro fest in the sauna yeah and it was Mondo because he's fucking stupid. Uh,
3: so, uh, we also, I guess, kind of, I guess a little bit before this is when we would have the Chihiro reveal, which. Um,
2: oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. The.
3: Let's unpack that, I guess.
2: The, the locker rooms are specifically
0: gendered, and there's a whole thing where only you have to scan your handbook to get in. And only boys can go in the boys' locker room. Only girls can go in the girls' locker room. Chihiro, despite being invited multiple times by Hina and Sakura to come exercise because of her whole like thing about being weak, never wants to exercise with the girls. And we come to find out it's because Chihiro is a boy. And uh apparently, I don't know, he always got shit for being like kind of feminine and weak. So instead of just like telling people to fuck off, he decided to just be a girl. And so he just, like, wears dresses and, like, lets everybody assume that
2: he's a girl. Yeah. But, upon coming, here, yeah, I don't, yeah, that's just, that's, that is the, that is the right. textual
3: and, and that is, like, the thing that where it gets messy, because, like, in the text, like, it does say all of that, and that is, you know, what everyone kind of jumps on, and, like, they a, immediately start calling Jiro by male pronouns, and, assume, you know, that That is something that, like, I can it's something that I, like, ultimately, like, there is what the text says, and that's fine, but it's also, like, the presentation of it all just in general does, doesn't feel great, doesn't feel like it deals with a lot of the nuances of that kind of reveal, um, and I get, so, like, I understand why it bothers people a lot, and it it is one of the moments where I realize that this game is a lot older than I, like, because, um, like, we in the West got it like 2014, but the game is like at this point like 11 years old. It was like 2010. Um, yeah, a lot of the, these conversations take at, or like at different stages depending on like like in Japan and you know not to say that like Japan is like a, a, this uh ubiquitously conservative place, but like that is there are those conversations are at different stages than they are in other places. I
2: mean, if nothing else,
0: like their media is certainly right. conservative. Whether that's like. A uh, widely shared right. belief. Um, their media is certainly very conservative. It's, I mean, it's the fucking persona for golden yeah, exactly. conversation all over again of the whole. Of the whole, it's fine that they're not gay or not trans, and it's like ah, there's a lot of there's a yeah. lot going on here. There's a lot going and on. It, here. It,
2: it,
3: yeah, it, it's one of the things where like in the game's worldview and in the way that it's describing these things. Like these things might seem relatively fine, but also video like media is not consumed simply by the people that exist in that universe and it, it within those uh, sort of boundaries and morals and understandings of things um,
0: yeah and so it becomes a whole thing where like Chihiro because Chihiro felt weak he decided to become a, pretend to be a girl and then upon coming to Hope's Peak and being stuck in, in there with everybody I'm just going to use they pronouns for about- Chihiro because that just feels like easiest but so they basically yeah um they kind of feel like they want to be stronger and they want to kind of like own who Mm. they are and like stop running away from that and so they go to mondo um because you know mondo is this raging mask (laughs) for mask motherfucker um (laughs) and they basically ask like for help you know working out and getting strong and you know becoming a man and all of that shit um and because Chihiro is brave enough to try and face who they are and own up to their secret Mondo kind of has like a rage moment because he is terrified to reveal his secret which is that he basically got his older brother mm. killed in a co- in a motorcycle race because he was being a dipshit um and so in a fit of rage over Chihiro being Braver than him, he smashes them over the head with a weight and kills them. And then Biakia comes along, or no? Well, he kills Chihiro and then he switches the crime scenes around so that Chihiro's secret will be safe. And then Biakia comes and like does the genocide jack stuff because he's a weird fucking man.
3: Well, I mean, it's like the explanation is like, but whoever can solve this, this this fake mystery that I have made will be the person I have to
2: watch out for when I decide like, to come the black end. Fuck you. Which is, he's just a weird fucking man. Weirdly gets like a redemption arc, and it's yeah, but it's like I, it, it's very confusing. Biakia is a confusing yeah. character. Uh, but that's case that's case two, baby. Yeah. And it's,
0: yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like we're not talking about it, like that much but it's just like one people have been talking about chihiro for a long time yeah and two it just like for me it really does come down to the fact like i don't necessarily hate what the message is trying to say but it's just like clearly in the hands of people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about
3: right and also like wanted to
0: have a gender reveal as part of a mystery
3: yeah because like you know they they make that whole point like switching the locker rooms like yeah they're like Looking at these, like this construct of like gender. I mean, like, how can we make that into a murder mystery twist? Yeah, and yeah, and like, it it is one of the things. Like you said, like the Persona Four thing. It's like it. There is like a conversation to be had about like gender roles that gets messy in terms of gender identity being integrated into it in a weird way. That is like I. You were like on the cusp of something.
0: Yeah, but you didn't. But you you just missed. You didn't nail it. You you didn't make that landing. Um.
2: Yeah. So then, this is the last normal trial, is what I'm going to say. Yeah. It's also, like,
3: has a... Like, it's in the running for, like, worse than the series, I think.
0: Yeah, it's not good. Um. So, the next chapter, chapter three, is called Next Generation Legend. Stand tall, go back to Kiro. And they do read it like that. Um. <laughs> and then, so basically... Uh, We forgot to mention, but every time a trial ends, a new floor of the school is opened and uh, people start, you know, like exploring and looking around and getting access to new rooms. Um, And it seems like Celeste has taken a liking to the rec room, which isn't shocking, considering it's like where all the games are and she's a gambler. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is also the site of our next crime. Uh, Once again, we get another motive. This time it's like a million dollars or something. It's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I, that's another like localization thing. I think that ended up being weird, just because you know, like the difference between yen and like dollars and right. shit. But anyway, it's a lot of money, is the point. Um, and then everyone's like, "Oh, well, none of us give a shit about money." This is fine, right. which I thought was so funny. I was like, "You guys are really just you are children," because all of you were like, right. "Oh, like what money? None of us want money." Like that is the reaction.
3: Are you sure about that? It's like, if like the John Cena meme, like, are you sure about that?
0: Yeah, like that is literally like the reaction from everybody. Everyone like breathes a sigh of relief at this motive because everyone right. is like, who would want money?
3: Right. Um, um, but um, luckily, though, there is like another motive that Monokuma didn't have to deal with, which is Alter Ego, who true. is an AI left behind by Chihiro that looks like Chihiro and like kind of has been. Investigating the school systems and, like, the, or rather, uh, investigating the info on the laptop that
2: they found reveals a few interesting things. that like the school is apparently, apparently, mm-hmm. the shut down like a year ago,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that the, uh, presumably, the headmaster is still in the school somewhere, which Kyoko freaks out about for a reason she won't tell us about for a few chapters. Um, and then Hifumi, being the lovable scamp he is, takes a certain kind of interest in it.
0: Yeah, he has a crush on alter ego, which is weird. I'm actually thinking of this just now. He has a crush on
2: alter ego, but he also has a crush on Celeste. Which mm. makes this case very weird. Yeah. <laughs> because like There's a specific scene
0: where they show like, so, like Fumi basically getting a hard on for Celeste. After she degrades mm. him. And from right. then on. He's like yeah. Like I'll do whatever she wants. And then all of a sudden. He's super into alter ego. And like they never talk about like the fact. That he likes both of them. But it's like part yeah. of the plot. Of the mystery. That like right. he I, likes both of them.
3: Yeah. I, I feel like one of them is played off as a joke. And the other one is more like. The kind of like. I mean in the grand scheme. Of things, like, a meaningful character moment. Because like he's. Kind of talk like he finds himself attracted to alter ego because alter ego is interested in all the things that he can tell tell them, but and like there's a point where I think Kyoko and Celeste are both like alter ego is not interested in you but is interested in the things that you can tell it, like the things that it can learn from you. And you know, like there's like a sense of like kind of sadness to that because like this dude like is having very niche interests in a group of people that like nobody listens to and everyone kind of like makes fun of. um, but then, you know, it, and he's, it not like, he's, he's
0: not like he's not like a traditionally attractive person either. Like
3: mm. he's
0: very much a nerd stereotype
2: in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then you know, somebody in the room mm. took notice of that and was like, "I'm gonna use that to my advantage."
3: Because we also there's also the point where Taka has a, like, I guess a different affinity for alter ego. Because Taka alter ego has error.
0: a fucking mental breakdown, first of all. Yeah. After Mondo dies, Taka loses Which is his fucking mind for a while. Um, yeah. And then he becomes like a weird synthesis of his personality and Mondo's personality.
3: Yeah. Gets super sane hair.
0: It's very strange. And then he is also very keen on alter ego, but not romantically.
2: Right. Why does he like Alter Ego
3: yeah. Well, there was the point where first he like talks to Alter Ego and like viewing it as Shihiro and is like, can you ever forgive Mondo for what he did? And then Alter Ego switches to Mondo's like likeness. Oh and right, right, like, right, right, right. Hey, like you know, you need to get your shit together for both of us at this point. And a lot of like I mean, despite like the uh sort of over the top presentation of it, like that is like a good character moment for Taka that I wish actually meant anything given the way this trial ends. Yeah. But uh, because like, you know, that idea that like a character could be kind of like motivated by the death of another person in this game I I guess like kind of has to wait for the next chapter because they literally, I mean spoilers for the end of the chapter, they're going to kill Taka and like that was, that's always been a weird choice for me.
1: Yeah.
2: That they
3: did that. But I also think I, I think at a certain point you kind of got to start considering what characters are going to be there at the end and who makes the most sense in terms of like the reveals that they're going to have, like who needs to have like the most kind of grounded uh, reactions to it. And I think once you make him go Super Saiyan and be this, you know, like you said, the synergy of these two characters, I think he kind of loses that level of groundedness that makes him able to have kind of a, a more sensible reaction to the, to the uh, reveals that are coming
0: yeah i think like yeah it kind of comes down to like i don't know that taka like could handle what happens later
1: right <laughs> yeah
0: but for sure but for i sure. do really like the moment of like you know chihiro ba- or not chihiro but alter ego basically being like here's what i think he would say to try and help you yeah. and like that really resonating with taka and like him being, I, I I, always have been compelled by how, like, fucking shattered he is by what happens with Mondo. Um, mm. Like, I have always found the idea of, like, you know, becoming friends with this person that you didn't expect to and then having this, like, really strong bond only to then have them do something like that to, right. to someone else that you, like, consider a friend. Um, and just, like, the fact that he was, like, just... Such a wreck about it, but like for so many different reasons that all felt like very complicated and human. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's actually probably like one of the more grounded character moments in the story, which is very funny considering that it
2: like you know right. leads to him becoming a super saiyan possessed man, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's good. And
3: yeah, I-, I think that I think that very like particular setup
2: is better executed in two in like the equivalent case. But ah yes. I will get there, but I don't disagree. Right. Um okay. So this try or this this time, uh weird things
0: start happening around the school. Yeah.
3: There's a... things are getting pretty silly around here.
0: Yeah, there's a weird guy walking around and
2: uh Robo Justice. Robo
0: Justice. Uh so yeah, was, uh, Celeste gets uh gets fucking bopped by a robot man in the rec room. Mm. And then uh he starts showing up all over the school, causing problems. Uh he he he
2: whacks Hifumi on the noggin and Hifumi di- quote unquote dies. Uh and then and then fucking Taka dies. And then the bodies disappear. <laughs> mm. And then Hifumi dies again once the bodies are found. And,
0: uh, and then we find Hiro with uh, a very suspicious robot
2: costume uh, stuffed into a locker at the pool. Who could have done it? What? What? I would say that sounds damning, it must be him, right? That's what most people seem to think.
0: Uh, so entering the trial, yeah, Hiro looks guilty as shit, <laughs> and mm. uh, everyone thinks it's him. But thanks to Hina noticing that the robo justice suit cannot bend at the waist, and also that it could not possibly be put on or taken off by one person, uh. Right. It soon starts to become clear that Hero is probably not the murderer. Also because he's fucking stupid. Mm. Um <laughs> Hero is so fucking stupid.
1: Mm. I
0: feel like that's the main thing. Like, that's the like, that's the like, you're wrong! Is Hero's a fucking mm. idiot. There's no way he could have planned this.
3: Right. But also, like, given the setup of this particular murder, it feels like it was made by just a complete imbecile, which makes the re- realities of it? Really
2: weird?
0: Yeah, it's so convoluted. So basically, we come to find out that... Uh, so there, previously, there, we found out that there was a rule that a killer could certainly have an accomplice, but only the person who actually commits murder gets to leave. So there's really, like, not a point in having an accomplice? Um. Also... Each person who kills can only kill two people. They can't just, like, go ape shit and kill a bunch of people. Um, so, since there are two bodies, and we find hammers near them and near Celeste,
2: everyone assumes that the same person killed Taka and Tifu. We come to find out that it was all a scheme by our lovely little Lolita Celeste, because hmm. she loves money, and she because she's a gambler.
1: It,
3: it's I. It sucks so much. Like I just
0: it when when what, it went over why she did it again. I laughed so hard. I had like f- I remembered that it was her. I knew that it was her, but I couldn't remember like what the reasoning was. Beyond right. she wanted the money, and her explanation is so fucking funny. Um, but we'll get to that. So, basically, Celeste convinced Hifumi to help her
2: frame Hiro, um, by, like, Hifumi kills Taka, and then Celeste was supposed to
0: also kill someone. That way, they would both be blackened, and technically could both, in theory, cheat the system, and escape together.
2: But instead of doing that, Celeste just kills Hifumi. (laughs) Yeah. And,
0: uh... Yeah, and it's a whole... It's a very convoluted scheme. I don't really want to get into all of it, but...
3: Yeah, it's like a whole stuff about, like, the the chronology of, like, when people died and how and where. But the thing that, like, I distinctly remember that was the thing that tipped me off immediately is, like, there's a chance where you can talk to Sakura about the series of events, and nearly every other sentence, Celeste's name, is in there. Yeah. Kind of, like, directing things as it goes. And it's like, okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Now I
3: just gotta, like, work my way to how that she would have done all of these things. The thing that, like, and it's even, like, kind of occurring to me now as we're talking is that I feel like they, they might have just been wanting to have, like, maybe kind of, like, lower stakes murder in terms of, like, chapter one and two have had these like, very, like, like, this not subtle...
2: They're very emotional. ...throwing murders. down of letters.
3: Like, yeah, like, yeah, and they're like, really like n- like uh, hammering down the themes of like hope and despair, and how that means different things to different people, and how it can bring somebody to make it like do a crime. And it's like maybe they just needed something that was like had like a little bit of levity, but also like,
0: yeah, because less was like so uh, silly. Right. This is the yeah, and like
1: murder,
3: right? And but that sucks because like I mean like everything we said about Taka, like that character like having this very human moment of like this like building himself back up throughout the course of the chapter. it and then celeste who has been a very calculated like she she's going on to the whole the whole game about like we all just need to adapt to our new surroundings and you know people who can't adapt are not going to survive and just like
0: and then it turns out she's like the one freaking the fuck out the most which i actually did like that part of it yeah i like that i like i like it being celeste and i like that being like her her reveal is that like this whole time she has been saying, you have to adapt, you have to evolve, you have to, you know, Mm -hmm. be okay with this situation. And then she is super not okay with the situation. Um, And I think that's like very real in a lot of ways. And then too, I also like the fact that everybody kind of underestimated her because like in theory, right. The part of gambling that people like is the thrill, but like, Celeste also likes the money. And like, right. that is, that should be something that's apparent And everyone just doesn't even think about it
1: Yeah Yeah, and, and
3: in that way, like it says, like you said earlier Like, that everyone's just like, money, who cares about that? Like, to, to have it be the gambler It's like, the, the person that Probably, like, one already has the most money among, Well, granted, Miyake is, the whole thing But like, that is, like, the part of the thing that makes her talented Like, that she has, like, you know accumulated all this money through her winnings um that that would be appealing to her like, it all makes sense it's all good but it's just like for a character that compels me like as much as Celeste does to have her be like the one that came up with like one like it, it, it is complicated it is silly but it also is like like we said like it is the most obvious in terms of like her being there to direct everyone in the room at all times they see what she wants them to see
0: um and it's, it's a- yeah I wish that I wish that hers had been a little bit yeah like
2: harder to figure out or like yeah I wish it had been a little bit more of a mystery and like to I don't know I I like Celeste as the killer I just
0: and I like her using Hifumi too like I feel like all right. of that is in character it's
2: just the like extra robo justice bullshit right. that like just yeah it's a lot
1: yeah, it's
3: they're, 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 like again there's like semblances of an idea like the the framework to make something interesting is there but it just comes off silly by the end and and it turned out that she was the reason that Aldrigo went missing so that that was a good reveal yeah that, like because that
0: was another thing was it was celeste being manipulative and like trying to turn hafumi right. and taka against each other To the point where that was, like, how she convinced Hifumi to help her was, you know, the
2: basically positioning that alter ego was in danger and the taco was going to hurt her. her Right. Um, Yeah, I think it's a
0: bummer because I think it does highlight a lot of the things about, like, each of these characters, but it's ultimately just kind of, like, a stupid case.
3: Right, like it, it feels like a lot of that gets kind of boiled down to laugh lines and like the silliness of it all, and which is something that I think, like, even because like Dragon Rama gets silly a lot, like, and that is part of the levity. That, like, the, it can be as dark as it gets and still have moments that like are you
2: know not so much, but it just like to bring that into the case and the murder is where it was just like ah, <laughs> all of them got a little bit done dirty. Yeah, I agree. And then Celeste gets burned like a witch. Which I don't
0: like this. I don't like this execution because I feel like the other ones are all like very thematic. And so like it seems right. weird to me that the gambler was like called the witch of Versailles and burned. Like why wasn't she right. Russian roulette or something?
3: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it, it's weird. But not like, to
0: be macabre, but
2: if you're going to do themed murder, like... <laughs> Do them well. Right. Especially because Celeste even, is so easy. I feel like Celeste is the easiest one to think of.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: And they were like, what if we just didn't do
0: anything related to gambling?
3: Yeah, and I think, like, honestly, the rest, the rest of this game, I don't feel like any of the, the executions kind of match up to, like, that. Especially, like, Leon's, I think, is the one. that Like, again, that, that whole trial is, like, if you want to, like, encapsulate yeah. the things that, like, like the bare bones of it, taking off a case, I feel like that's the one you go to because, like, the next few chapters there's like not really a sort of like thematic point yeah. to the executions that are coming. They they are more like maybe 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 like in terms of the grand schemes that's happening, but maybe but not necessarily directed for a character specifically.
0: Yeah. Oh, also, the reason that Celeste did it was because she wanted enough money to buy a castle and have a bunch of hot men serving her constantly, and I thought that was hysterical. Valid. I just like I love that for like this sixteen-year-old girl. Like right? what a dream. Um... Oh. <laughs> like good for her. Uh, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't ultimately succeed, but she tried.
2: She had dreams. She had dreams. She had, had dreams. You know, and she tried to. She tried to hustle and get there. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so Celeste dies. Um. <clears throat>
0: The next chapter is very focused on Sakura, and uh, the main big event is—I don't really remember why—but Makoto was like walking around at night, yeah. No. And he goes to the gym because he hears voices, and there have been suspicions. That was oh, that was something we kind of forgot from the last chapters. Like Byakuya has posited that there could be like a mole among them. Mm-hmm. And it's making everybody nervous. And so then, uh, but then they get kind of distracted, you know, by the whole murder thing. Um, but so while Makoto's walking around, he hears voices coming from the gym, which turn out to be Sakura and Monokuma fighting because Sakura was the mole and she has decided that she is no longer going to be helping Monokuma. Um, and Makoto's like, damn, that's wild, and goes back to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: That's literally what happens, though. He's just like, Yeah, yeah. And then he goes
3: to sleep. Kind of like, I will not have to speak to anyone. Well, granted, he he does like, later he's like, okay, I gotta talk to Sakura specifically about this. Because like, me and Kyoko at this point are like kind of trying to figure out things together. Like they kind of have stuffed out that they can trust each other if they can't trust anybody else. Yeah, they're like a little team. Um, Yeah, and, oh, well, I guess we did forget one thing that happened. There was a point where in, uh, I think it was the third floor boys' bathroom. Oh There is a like hidden room.
0: Yes, there's a closet that if you like it has a fake back and if you go in there there's like all kinds of records and shit.
3: Yeah, and so like that's where like Makoto finds like their uh I, I think it was like yeah, their, their uh class records. They were supposed to talk about all of them. And uh as he's looking through he finds a note that says something along the lines of like you have to stay here, or, like, don't leave, or something like that, something like, don't leave the school is what it implies. Mm-hmm. And as he's reading that note, he just gets whacked in the fucking back of the head by somebody in a mask with a monocuma eye. It's a very
0: scary mask.
3: Yeah. Um... Like, for a visual novel that, like, can't, like, just, like, doesn't have, like, motion going on, and, like, you know, action moments, like, that was, like, a scary moment. You no,
0: know, like, Dick is ocean. very good at, like, atmospheric horror. That gave this for fucking sure. creepy. Um... Yeah. Which is, like, something we haven't talked about very much, but, like, walking around in the first-person sections in, like, all the mm. weirdly lit areas of the school is super bad vibes.
3: Yeah, and it's it's interesting, because, like, the game it was originally a PSP game, so a lot of the kind of, like, minimalistic uh, design of, like, the environment, like, makes sense, just because, like, that was, a, that was an old-ass system, and even, like, bringing it forward to, like, the Vita or even PC, PlayStation 4, like, it's, like you know the bigger the screen gets like kind of you see the you kind of see the the nuts and bolts of it all and it doesn't look as great but in terms of like making the most of like the system that you've got it on and like Mm -hmm. to be able to create an
2: atmosphere really great i still think it's like even considering even with the technical limitations i'm like it's still pretty
0: good it's still pretty fucking creepy
3: It, it has like a it's like a very uh uh, a, a very good art style and, like, a very uh, right understanding of, like, how to make it work. Yeah,
0: and cases. I feel like it gives you, like, it just makes, like, the school mm-hmm. feel so imposing all the time, mm-hmm. and then, you know, when you pair it with, like, the, we we didn't mention it, but uh, at the beginning, uh, Celeste suggests a no walking around at night rule, so, right. and then when there are sections of the game where you do walk around at night, it's really fucking mm-hmm. stressful, <laughs> because the yeah. game has conditioned you to, like, assume that something bad is gonna happen at night. Yeah.
3: Danger happens at, after nighttime.
0: Yeah, that is when most people die, too, in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Makoto has found this out, and he does want to talk to her about it, but he, he wants to talk to Sakura one-on-one about what he saw uh, before he like tells Kyoko or anyone, um, right. which ends up causing problems between him and Kyoko because it does get
2: revealed that Sakura is the mole, uh, because that is the motive this time. And, mm. uh... Yeah, so surprising, no one Sakura does die,
1: <laughs> mm.
2: uh, and we have ourselves a locked room mystery. Ken, yeah, was it uh, obvious
3: to you when you saw that first shot too?
2: The first time I played it,
0: no, but this time, mm. yeah, especially because two, like, even if, like, even if you don't notice in the first shot. There's a clue that you find that like right away kind of shows that it's all bullshit. Um, But yeah, so for those who maybe aren't as familiar with the genre, locked door mysteries are where someone has been killed in a room and the door is locked from the inside. So somehow the killer had to figure out a, a way to do that, a way to finagle the room.
2: And uh, so that is what they're trying to figure out for Sakura's death. And we have three suspects, which are Hiro again. People who were mad. At because, <laughs> fucking Hero again. Which <laughs> I don't
0: know why anybody thinks. Which actually, technically, okay, it, it gets a little gray. Hero's an attempted murderer. Um, but it's Hiro, <laughs> Toku, and Byakia are the three suspects because each of them got a note from Sakura asking to meet with her in the rec room because she basically wanted to like talk out all the bad vibes and like you know betrayed feelings and whatnot
3: right uh, at this point Makoto Kyoko and Hina are kind of like no Sakura's is her friend she had to have been coerced into this somehow while well, the other three are like nah and
2: noped out of all the group, group meetings and yeah yeah they basically just say like nah fuck her um,
0: so there's there's some weirdness afoot because we find uh a magazine that has Toko's name written in it in blood. Uh, mm. there's a locker just you know vibing in the background. There's a protein coffee can that's weirdly on top of some shattered glass.
2: mark. And also, a- we had
3: to we had to we had to bust the window down to get in because okay. it was locked, yeah.
1: locked
2: room. Uh, and then
0: there's also over in the chem lab. Uh, there's some. There's been some kind of mix up with the powders. Ken, there's just mm. there's shit on the floor.
2: There's footprints. footprints. Someone's been been getting poison. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And so then the trial starts, and uh, yeah,
0: we basically just kind of go through the process of eliminating the suspects. Right. Uh and once again, Hero is a dipshit. Uh mm-hmm. but it does turn out he did kind of try to kill her. Cause right. he showed up to
2: the rec room and then got scared and hit her with a bottle. Yeah. Uh and then Toko
0: was in the locker in the room watching and he saw or she saw that uh Hiro tried to frame her, so she was trying to hide the magazine when Sakura woke up because she wasn't dead. And Toko's trigger for Genocide Jack is blood. She will pass out at the sight of blood and then switch over to Genocide Jack. Since Sakura was covered in blood, Toko passed out and then woke up as Genocide Jack, who then attacked Sakura. So two people did try to kill Sakura with bottles that were in the room. Neither were successful. Uh Biafya never went because he's an asshole and uh Sakura killed herself <laughs> is, I... is the reveal because she knew that they would yeah. never trust her and she didn't want them to be fighting and like betraying each other over her so she went to I... the
2: chem lab and got some poison and
0: died and Hina was the first to realize it but covered it up because she felt that all of them were responsible for Sakura's death.
3: Right.
2: And so she. That's
3: also because Monokuma left a fake suicide note that implied as much. That was like, I, I feel so much despair from
2: all this fighting that I am just going to take the other way out. And. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which doesn't I mean like. I, I, I you
3: know, Monokuma's hygiene society, like, like that's sort of like framing of hina like especially like even in the uh the thing where like, you have to you have to make the comic panels and like you know the, the sort of like reveals or like it is frames hina as the culprit quote-unquote because she did in her way obfuscate what actually happened um for but it's still, the like,
0: owners, for the express purpose of killing everyone
3: right yeah and so like you know nuance her intentions as to like what she was trying to do there you know might make her considered a culprit but uh In the eyes of Monokuma's rules, she's technically not, and so there's nobody to vote for other than Sakura. Um, But I did, like, I I appreciated the the Hina kind of reveal, because she had been, up to that point, kind of like, you know, a one-note, kind of not, like, you know, more like a background character that hadn't done a whole lot of much of anything, and so... But they had been, you know, her friendship with Sakura was, like, you know, one of the key points, and so... Yeah, you know, and throughout this chapter, like there were even points where, like, in defending Sakura, like Genocide Jack, like, slices open her arm or something, like, with her scissors, and you know, so like, y- you get the like, I-, I does feel like it does a lot both for um, Kina, like, as a character, to like have like that agency to like do something, like, have like her own beliefs in this world and be like, oh, I don't want to kill anybody, I don't want to like watch it, like you know, like the bare minimum of like what her uh, sort of feelings about the situation was, like, I don't like it, which is valid, but also like I need a little <laughs> bit more from you, and um so i feel like you know she had like her compassion for sakura like had led her to a dark place and put her in that position which is i think a good reveal that feels like kind of like it feels very consistent with you know the way this game is done it's like even the best of us can be pushed into these situations where we feel like we don't have any other way out other to do this awful thing
0: Without her. Well, even like, Hina doesn't even think of it as like a bad thing at that point, right? Because she's like, what we did to her was worse. Like, we deserve this at this point. And then, Monokuma does reveal that uh, the suicide note that they found was fake, and that uh, Sakura's real suicide note was basically telling Hina to live and to keep fighting. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, kind of sad, actually. He just like, you could tell pretty broken by it. Right. <laughs> to some degree. Especially because, like, she realizes, like, she did the exact opposite of, like, what this person right. she cared so much about, like, would have wanted her to. Um,
2: right. Also, he and Soccer are gay. Fucking don't at me. Yeah. Yeah. They're gay. Um, yeah. It's canon. It is um but yeah so that's that's sakura but we do have an execution to make yes because
3: it is a class trial yes we did actually i guess, forget to mention this that uh alter ego is still around still vibing doesn't really feel like he has like because he uh done all the stuff with the uh laptop Is like hey i want to try and find some other way to help and there was one room that has an ethernet port that we can log right into. And that was the hidden
2: room in the back of the boy's bathroom. The bonk room. Yeah. Which uh, Monokuma found out about. Shocking. Who could have foreseen?
0: Who could have foreseen that the thing that Makoto said was probably going to happen would happen.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so Monokuma finds Alter Ego and kills them. I don't really know how you kill an AI. I mean, he's like Crushes the laptop. Yeah, it was. It was more
3: like for the showmanship of it. Just yeah. like, hey, it's, fuck you. Yeah, it's
0: like a fuck you and like a, oh, you thought you were gonna like figure shit out. Like, no, fuck you. Right. Um. So yeah. So alter ego is in theory gone because the laptop is now gone.
2: Um. And then we then we move on. Uh, chapter five. We got a new floor, Ken. Yeah, we do. Oh
3: well, somebody might have been. Hanging around and checking, checking out some stuff. Because Kyoko does come up and tell Makoto about Mukuro Ukusaba.
2: Ik- oh, yeah.
3: 16th student. The ultimate despair. Hiding mean, somewhere oh. around this, the school, or whatever the full quote is. Yeah, it's... Watch out for her.
0: Watch whatever. out for her, yeah. She does some... There's a, there's a lot of whispering from Kyoko going forward.
3: hmm Yeah. Oh uh, Yeah, we got, we got a 16th student somewhere around here, just vibing and presumably vibing
0: yeah hiding somewhere in the walls i guess and then uh we have a fifth floor yeah which has like a greenhouse with a man-eating plant Mm -hmm. and chickens Mm
1: -hmm. an
0: automated sprinkler system
2: that only goes off at 7 a.m uh which is important and then Mm -hmm. there's a science lab Mm
0: -hmm. It turns out to... uh, I can't
2: get into
3: it
0: at this point. Yeah, there's just... It's a loxy-daisy.
2: And then uh, there's a dojo. Mm -hmm. With a weird... Normal thing. Um, thing. And... Is there anything else on this floor?
3: Uh, I think there was that one room that uh, smells a little funny.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. There's a murder room. (laughs) Yeah. It's an old murder room. Yeah. The murder has like, yeah,
3: and it's a lot, it's, it seems like a lot, there's a lot of blood, more than one person's amount of blood here.
0: Yeah, and there's, like, the whole classroom is, like, covered in blood, destroyed, like, <laughs> there's scratches and stuff all over the wall, mm. and it's just very gnarly. Um, yeah.
2: And yeah, so this seems, you know, like a fine place. And then, I don't even remember, how did they find the body? So,
3: oh gosh, there's actually a whole lot to cover before we get there. Because what, what ended up happening was, uh, Biaki is like, hey, Kyoko, what's your talent? Oh, why are you here at okay. Academy? Yeah. And then she's like, I literally don't know.
2: I don't remember. I can't tell you. And then Biaki is like, Well, okay. All right. Then I I'm going to limit lim- your options now. Yeah.
3: Give me your key to your room because you're not like the rules say that we're not allowed to sleep anywhere other than the dorms. And then thinking that he, he's like, Oh, now she's going to speak because now she has another option. Hands him the key. I literally can't tell you. I don't know. This is I, but Kira, if this is what you want, and then take it. She vibes out. We, we don't see her for a while, actually. Yeah, she, from could, think of it.
0: she disappears too, doesn't This is when she disappears.
3: Yeah. 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 And then. In the midst of all this, Monokuma says that uh, something has been stolen from him. We don't know what it is, we don't, or not yet, at least. Or maybe this actually would have been what it was, was because uh, Kyoko
2: shows us that she has like basically what is a skeleton key for the whole school. Ahead of the end of it, um, so well, I'm trying to remember like the actual sequence of events here because she tells us that because she she wants us to uh. She wants to go
3: investigate something, um, and is trying to figure out if Monokuma can control or whoever is controlling Monokuma if they can, can both
0: see and control Monokuma at the same time, right? Right.
2: Yeah. Or, right. And then is this when Makoto goes to the bathroom again and like gets accosted?
3: Yeah, and just like calls Monokuma out, and then like comes up with like, uh, like I think the excuse was like. What did you? What were you trying? To, what was stolen from oh, you? Yeah. And then, and Monika was like, "Fuck you." Yeah, and then he does end up saying like it was the key that Kyoko has, and also like something they blank out with stars. And uh, in the uh, midst of all this, Kyoko had given uh, us a note that said, "Like in case if something happens to me, open note." Um. I think that's the setup here, then, because because
0: then Kyoko does disappear, doesn't she?
2: Right. And then Makoto gets sick, goes to bed, like, okay, I'm gonna go sleep this off. Um, wakes up
3: in the middle of the night to somebody in the the, the person that has the same mask, this person that bopped him in the head in that room, has a knife that uh, Toko found that was given to Makoto for safekeeping. Makoto kind of is like in and out of consciousness. Uh, something happens as he goes in and out, and then Next time he wakes up, Kyoko's there, kind goes back out again. And then he wakes up. Nobody's really around. And then Hina's in the dining room. He's like, hey, come with me to the gym. And apparently, Tina, Toko, Hiro, and Byakia have been picking apart a Monokuma that was oh, just lying.
0: Yeah, there's like a dead or like an inactive Monokuma, and they just decide to like take it apart. And then they
2: find out that there's a fucking bomb in it.
3: Yeah, like the one that uh, almost got Mondo at the very, very, very beginning of the game. hmm
0: Yeah. And so it's important to know that they do pull the bomb out of the Monokuma.
3: Yeah. But when they realize that Monokuma must, like whoever's controlling Monokuma must just not really be around right now, they're like, okay, we're going to go into the one room we haven't been able to get into, which was the headmaster's office. So... They're like, okay, cool. We need to get into this somehow. Like, We're gonna break down the door. And then Yaki looks at Toko and is like, hey, go get uh, one of the, some like some of the tools at the the tool shed in the garden. And then Toko's like, bet, alright. So she goes, <laughs> comes back, and it's Genocide Jack who, you know, as we know, the trigger for them to switch, or like, for Toko to fall unconscious and then switch is blood. So Genocide Jack is like, there's a body in the garden, by the way. And so...
2: Okay, because aren't they like? Where's the pickaxe?
0: And, Toc- or and right. Jack is like, "What?" Because oh, the what? That's like, important too. Is they don't retain like they don't share memories. Like Toco's memories are Tocos, and Genocide Jacks are Genocide Jacks, and like they ha- they have like a common pool
2: of information, but like if right. one sees something, the other like won't remember. Right. So, I, I think that's I think that's all the table setting before we get to the actual murder. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Because then
0: they're like, oh, fuck. And then they go to the garden. And there's a body. And it is wearing that same creepy fucking mask. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And there's a backwards lab coat on it. And it has been
2: stabbed with a knife. And there's blood surrounding the knife. And then when they go to grab the mask off of the body to see who it is, uh, a, the body explodes. And Casually. literally explodes. And, um, yeah, so it's
0: burnt beyond recognition, except for the fact that one of the hands has uh, red fake nails and part of a tattoo. Um,
2: and, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what we have to with right now this point okay. in the game yeah I will say like
3: it is interesting and they don't really do this again until like V3 to like play as we don't know who the victim is and like how that informs our understanding of what could possibly happened because like we don't know like, the, the assumption here is that it's Kyoko because she is the only one among us that's not here but then Makoto knowing that there's this mystery Mukurui Kusaba, maybe it's her who can say?
0: Yeah. And it does get into then interesting territory, right? Because the assumption is that Kyoko is dead. And since the other three are not aware of Mukro, they were all together all night.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or the other four, because it's Hina, Hiro, uh, Biakia, and Toko were all together yeah. fucking with the Monokuma all night. So they all have an alibi. So in their minds, if
2: it's Kyoko, then Makoto is the killer. Right, Which, I mean, valid. Like, I mean, that's the that's, I mean, correct logic. Right, like, it, it all
3: seems a little sus, like, in terms of how naturally it seems to fall on characters that the game has, at this point, taught you, like, no fucking way it will never be them. They will always be on the side of, like, doing what's good for the group and, like, trying to solve the broader mysteries. None of them are ever going resort to resort to murder. Well,
0: and especially because also, like since you play as makoto like
2: you know right. he didn't kill
3: anybody well it does it does kind of play with that assumption for uh, at a couple of points because like this is the person that you saw over your bed at one point and you kind of like you know his consciousness is in and out there like there is there a question is like,
0: like when he was defending himself like if he killed them
3: right yeah, yeah. which good tension good good setup
0: yeah, I feel like I like this one because there is a lot of like what the fuck is going on? Right. Like you know it's not Makoto, or at least right. like you're pretty sure it's not Makoto. And you know it can't be another force. So then it's like the weird, like, okay, right. well, how if it's Kyoko, how was it Murkrow? But if it's Murkrow, then how was it Kyoko? Right. And then it turns out it's none of
3: that. <laughs> right. Just like, and like, So a couple like notable, cause, like the the setup, like I mean not to skip ahead, like the setup is here that to try and frame Kyoko for this murder that Kyoko did not do, and you know it does a pretty accept- effective job of doing that. Like we know because Byakya has her room key, we go check out her room, and it says like and um uh, there's one of the like the locker keys in there, which we go find later it has like a bunch of bloody arrows and like tape. But we also, while we're in Kyoka's room, we do take out that note that she gave us to be like, if something ever happens to me, like read this, or something that seems to happened to me. Which and there at this point, there is still like a question of who the body is. So the Makoto's like, okay, I guess this, if that is her, I need to check it. And it says under the sheets, and we check under the sheets, and there's the rest of Mukuro's profile, uh, like for her school, and like the, and it reveals that she was the ultimate soldier. Reveals that she had she was part of a a sort of a mercenary group that uh. Called Fenrir, which is like a reference to like a Norse god mythology thing, and um, it involves getting a tattoo of a wolf, which this body has. But again, like you know, th- so like it starts to add up that like that must not be Kyoka. But if it's not Kyoka, where is she? Where's like where? Like why have not seen her? Why is she not here investigating with the rest of us? Which I mean, she does eventually show up.
0: She really only shows up for like right before the class trial when Monokuma's is like, "I'm gonna fucking." lose my shit where is she
2: and yeah. kyoko's
0: like fuck you i'm here
2: <laughs> right it's a
0: good entrance Possibly. she like walks in like mamakuma's like losing his shit and and right. fucking kyoko just like strolls into the elevator and is like if you're talking about me i'm right here
3: yeah and like and again and like in the systems of a visual novel it's like a, they they managed to make the reveal, like, surprising, because, like, they, they don't use a voice line, they don't use a portrait when she first speaks. So, like, then, then they, like, shift the camera just enough for it, like, you, you kind of, like, make it look like a character is turning around. And, you know, like, best, they illustrate it the best they can within the
2: tools of the the way the game works.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: very good, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a frame job, and
0: it, 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 it pretty quickly becomes apparent, right, that, like, so Mukuro is the body, But she, on top of, she has two injuries that we can see, right? She has the stab wound to her abdomen that was covered in the blood. And then there's also um, a blood force wound to the back of her head. Right. And the Monokuma file specifically doesn't say which is the cause of death. She also
2: has a bunch of wounds on her body that are, like, old. Right. And since they're old, everyone's like, oh, well, it couldn't have been that. But basically Makoto starts realizing like
0: something is weird. And you get to a point where the the trial is kind of closing in on Kyoko as like the murderer. And right. um she she drops this final like card to kind of defend herself by saying, you know, like there's no way I could have, I don't remember what it is exactly, but it's there's no way I could have gotten. Into this place, which
3: I was, it was to get into her room. Oh, because, get
0: into her room! Uh, right, 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 right.
3: Like the, the locker key that points them, is, that points them to the arrow that must have been tied up to do the uh, head wound. She's like, I couldn't have got it in there to have to leave the key there.
0: Yeah, um, because Byakuya had her key, but we know she has the skeleton key. So we have caught Kyoko in a lie, and so now this is the point you get a choice on whether or not to call her on it. And to continue the story, uh, you do have to be quiet. And this is something else that I like, I don't love about just like the way that they frame the trials is like, if you you fuck up too much during the trial and like lose all your hearts, or like in this case, like in this case, it makes a little bit more sense because like originally it was positive that it either had to be Makoto or Kyoko. So if it's not Kyoko, then it would have to be Makoto in theory. But like every time you lose at a trial, they're just like, "Oh, Makoto's the black end," and it's like that literally right. doesn't make sense. I,
3: yeah, I think what I guess what they're like they're going for is to be like, "Oh, this this fucking dude is here, just like stammering about while we're trying to talk." So everyone like starts to think that's suspicious. But it's also like, I don't know. It's I, I think it's just like an easy way to communicate a game over. And it, although like something that's occurring to me now is like
2: certain, you know, We'll talk about that three games from now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Makoto is sentenced as
0: the black end, and is supposed to be executed by being fucking crushed. But uh, at the last second, alter ego appears on the display and stops the the crusher. Uh, and Makoto is dropped down a trash heap. Hooray! He's alive.
3: Right. I mean, yeah. Bare minimum, still alive.
0: He's still alive,
3: just living in garbage.
0: Yeah, and so then uh, he takes a little nappy in the garbage, uh, which is really funny to me. That Makoto's just like, "Man, I'm fucking tired. I'm just gonna you
1: gotta conserve some energy. I'm yeah. just
0: gonna. I'm just gonna sleep it out." Um, yeah. That's like, Makoto's solution for everything. He's just like, "Man, I'm just gonna yep. go to bed,
3: pass out. <laughs> don't don't want to be at the snoot school. Pass out. Don't want to live in trash. Pass out." Fuck it. Valid, Find honestly. out that your
2: friend is a traitor? Bedtime. Yeah. Um, so the next,
0: I guess, day? Whatever. At some point fairly soon after, Kyoko shows up uh, by also dropping down the trash chute. Uh, and she brings uh, some food and stuff for Makoto, and then using her Monokuma key, they're able to escape the trash room.
3: Well, she does also reveal that so she starts. This is where the kind of like the grander scheme of the game is like really just becomes the focus because like she she reveals that she is the ultimate detective. The only reason she knows that is because she looked through the files that she found in the headmaster's room, who happens to be her father. Which because like her to her best recollection, she came to Hope's Academy to several t- ties with him because their family was meant to be like, or they they come from like a long line of detectives, and he was like, "I want to be an educator. I want to you know go my own way." She and was like,
0: "How okay, okay, dare like, you!"
3: Yeah, literally what? How dare you not be defined by the standard that have been brought to you by another they, generation? I
0: think they technically also frame it as like he abandoned her because of that.
3: Right. Yeah, and that is that is true. Like that yeah, we should we should yeah, let's not minimize that. That is big.
0: Yeah, is but it's like it's kind of hard to parse because it kind of sounds like like Kyoko wanted to stay. I don't know. It's confusing. At any rate, Kyoko has debt issues with her father. Um mm-hmm. and Presumably, came to Hope's Peak to tell him to fuck off.
3: Yeah, and there was also uh, a point. The alter ego, in the midst of like trying to self out who the mastermind might be, uh, mentioned that uh, it that they presumed it was uh, Kyoka's father, but also in- intimates that he is still in the school somewhere. Presumably, mm-hmm. based on what information they able to get through the uh, the laptop,
1: just like, put a pin in that particular. Possibility,
2: technically true. Yeah. Um, so they get out of the trash, and then like, I don't. Did they go back? What do they do after they get out of the trash?
3: Uh, they go back to see Monokuma and be like, "Hey, that trial was a farce. You have It is Now occurring to me we skipped over a pretty major revelation. <laughs> trying to find out, in the midst of trying to find out what was going on with the body and like you know where Monokuma was, they discovered. This entire killing game has been broadcast outside of the school. Oh, that! And
0: they—they
3: right. seem like whoever is doing this has hijacked the airwaves. They like channel. They like go through channels, and it's still showing the same—the same scene, which is all of them in the, the data room, which seems to have also like at the end, of, at the end of the room, uh, a door that seems to like has Monica with face on it. Which, wh- what could that possibly be? Um, and so. Kyoko goes up to Monokou and is like, hey, that trial was a farce, everyone knows it, uh, we are alive. Um, and basically, Monokou was initially like, well, I'm just gonna, I am can just execute him again, okay? But then Kyoko's like, but that would go against what you're trying to show, right? And then like, that gets him pause. And he's like, what are you proposing right now? And so is like, I want to do the trial, I want to do Mukro's trial again, and if we can prove it with you you gotta follow your own rules and execute yourself. And then we all get to go, we can all leave, because the game will be over. Um, And so, like, a lot, I feel like we haven't touched on, like, kind of, like, the hints towards, like, the grander plot that much, because yeah. they are relatively minuscule up, up until this point. Yeah. Like well, it's, earlier I was it. just
2: about
0: to say, too, like, the thing about the the broadcasting, right, is that is, like, a key plot thing, but I also don't give a single fuck about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I like it. It is relevant and like key to the plot, but only in like a a really, like, kind of thin narrative way. And I just like compared to like everything else that's happening. I'm like, oh yeah, like this is like a show. This is like meant to be making a point,
3: right? And that it's, it's almost like. What, what the gears start turning for me when I hear that reveal is that, like, you have to kind of, like, what is the purpose of this killing game if it is not just to make us miserable? If you are if you are broadcasting it out to the world, there must be some reason. Like, is this for, like, shits and giggles? Like, we we have people that are just watching us for the fun of it, or as we, I guess, we'll eventually find out, like, it is kind of being uh, sent out as, like, a kind of propaganda, and I think, like, the reveal, like, for, for the characters, like, they just have this real, like, this shocking reveal of, like, people have been watching this this whole time. But, like, when you, when we, and then we'll, you know, we'll get to that when we start talking about the major reveals. Like, when it, like, in terms of, like, its place and what's going on and what it means for this world, I think it is important in a way that, uh... Cause I, I, and the, the, uh, sort of, um, parallels between this and the second game in terms of, like, the equivalent twist... Mm-hmm. uh these these killing games have like a very like inherent meaning in this universe, and that has to be communicated to somebody at all times. Like, it, the interesting thing about the, uh... That, again, like, the equivalent twist is, like, the, the sort of, like, target for who they want to see these things happen, like, mm-hmm. gets smaller and smaller and smaller and, like, has different ramifications. Um, and I think, you know, as we'll get into the, uh, larger uh, i guess like the larger endgame of this uh like that that is core to what's happening in a way that again like it, in the moment just kind of seems like a you know like it, it has it has larger ramifications than it means in the moment of the reveal mm. it, it, at that point they're just kind of like Oh fuck people. Like, that's it.
0: fucked up. But and that's the yeah. thing for me, right? Like, like the broadcast is a major, major. Like, it is a big part of like the whole thing, like TM. But it's just like I don't know. Like, it feels disconnected in this part because you're getting up to like you know this like climax of action with like finding out what all the mysteries are, and so then it's kind of like in the background of like, oh yeah, this is like a message. This is like an agenda. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Yeah, so they're being broadcast, and now uh, they, gotta, they gotta do another investigation. And this time, they're gonna get uh, mostly free reign of the school to
2: yeah. investigate. And they find some really fucked up clues. Yeah.
3: Before we, uh, before, like, the last thing that uh, Monokuma does, like, kind of a little inkling of information that he gives us, is that since the killing game started, there have been 16 students in Peak Academy... And the only people that have taken a step in the school are the 16 students. Yes. pen on that.
0: Yes, because that is a a big deal. So yeah, it's it's Investigation Nation uh, in the school. So basically, yeah, like every area that you weren't able to get into before, like you now have access to. So, and it, you know, it just depends on what order you do things in. But I think the big hits are like going into the bio lab you find out Mm -hmm. it doubles as a morgue. (laughs) Right. Um, And that specifically the, like, I forgot what they're called, like the body drawers uh, have lights on them. And if they have a green light, then that means there's a body in there. Um, And so like taking note of how many lights are on becomes important. Mm. And then like the sprinklers become important again, as far as like the timing of the murder. Uh, the bio lab, or not the bio lab, but, like, the lab that had to do with Taka's murder becomes important because oh, there's, like, tarps in there that are related. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, those are... I'm trying to think if there are other, like, clues.
3: Uh, there's also... There's also the uh, the second floor oh. of the dorms, which has been, like, gated off throughout the entire game. And so we go in there, and it is wrecked mm-hmm. for some reason. It is,
0: like, structurally, like, the building has been, like, fucked up
3: right and in there we find there's a locker room that we uh open up we open up these lockers and there's one is very clearly heroes and it has like notes from classes that he doesn't remember like he didn't take because like we all just got here um and uh there's another one that has like a pocketbook in it that has uh, kyoko's that says like mentions like talking to her father which again to this point she has not done that she has not spoken to her father since she got there like she thinks she got here, and then they all woke up to Monokuma's game. Um, oh shit! Can you know what I just realized? What we never mentioned the pictures, right?
0: So
1: yeah, the I guess. past
0: like what, like two trials, they found random photos on the ground, or Makoto has, mm-hmm. yeah, and they all seem to depict like the students being at school together, like. Yeah. Knowing each other, despite the fact that yeah, doesn't make sense based on what they understand right. of the timeline,
3: right? And like no uh, metal, uh, no metal on the on the windows. Like so, mm-hmm. something's up. Something's like, yeah. Um, and then we also go to what seems to be uh, Kyoko's father's private room. Yes. Yeah, and that's you know just a thing that just. It seems to be a normal room, but there also seems to be like a fake door like or like a fake wall that can be moved mm-hmm. has to be opened through like a password and Kyoko like I guess because of the nature of her relationship with her father, did not ever stop to think that it might be her name, so we go in there and apparently, oh, this is something I also forgot to mention, as we said earlier, Mukuroth was considered an ultimate despair that is that, that she was also it's like she was the ultimate soldier, but she was also considered ultimate despair, which seems to be like a title that is. Not official in like the Hope Peak Academy's uh, like, files like and like a just sound, like, the way given moniker, right? And it seems and the implication seems to be that it is not just one person but a group of people. Um, and it, something that was always strange to me was that um, Kyoko's dad seemed to know Mukuro had some sort of uh, affiliation but didn't do anything about it or just like I, I think there was maybe like the implication was that like. She was aware of it and like knew something about it, but was not necessarily involved. Um, I, I think that might be the in text explanation,
0: yeah. I think, I, I think it's like maybe kind of an implication too that like she's a child, right? Like, because the right. whole thing that we get with Kyoko's dad is we come to find out that like all of this happened because he was trying to protect the students. Um, and the fatal flaw in that plan was not realizing that like students were part of it. Right. And I think, yeah, I think it's supposed to maybe kind of be that idea of like, she's a child, which is fucked up considering she's the ultimate soldier and she's been out murdering people right. for a year. But.
3: And that is like the talent that she was scouted for. And like, it's so, like the, the school is like well aware of it, but also like celebrates it. And again, like, and, you know, like that, that sounds. And the thing about like I think it's important thing to uh, kind of point out is that like that sounds silly to us that like they would overlook these things, but I think as the series goes on, we learn that it's not like one of view, like bad writing or like dumb plot holes, but, like that is like a flaw in the way that the school is like the foundation of the school is that they're like willing to overlook the dangers of things in uh
1: mm-hmm.
3: in the interest of searching for talent. Um Yeah. But uh
1: and,
0: yeah. yeah, so so yeah, so we get some dirt on Kyoko's dad. Also Hey Ken, there's a present in here.
2: Oh, good! I I
3: needed something to open and to just you know be happy about right now.
0: Yeah, a gift, you know, a festive occasion. Why don't we pop that sucker open? And it's a skeleton.
3: Yeah, it's cute. Which we actually didn't bring it up, but like the very, very, very first scene in this game is Monokuma putting some man blindfolded into a rocket that goes up into space and then crashes back down, and then. The man that was in their blindfold and screaming is a skeleton, and just yeah, and that was something I admittedly did not catch on to, just because like it was by the point that I had finished the game and I got to this point, like it had been so long ago, like this was before playing games was my job, and like so, like there were there was like a longer space between me getting to actually sit down and play games, yeah, and um, so like that didn't click to me, and that did not click to me immediately, but now like if it, the game does not actually go out of its way to, point, like, make that connection for you. It's just something that you have to kind of, like, understand. So, like, it is something, like, when people play the game, I'm like, oh, by the way, just in case, like, you did not catch on to this because the game is not going to tell you this.
2: That was who that was. And that was what was happening in that first scene. Yep. Yep. So, Kyoko's dad is in a box. Uh, yeah. Which, she does not seem that shaken by. She's no, a- she's... <sighs> Kyoko is dealing with some things very quietly right yeah which is valid some of us have to like look inward
3: for these kind of things which is you know and like she's talking about like she as we last spoke to her like she did not feel a connection to this man like she that she came to the school to tell him like to sever ties and tell him to fuck off for banning her abandoning their family so like a lot of this this section in like her dad's office is her kind of like one like putting together that some there is some gap in her understanding, but also like dealing with like what she's always thought in her whole life is to be the truth of their relationship might not be true, or might after a certain events that she might not remember, uh, might have been very different. And like, she, there's even um a photo of like her as like a like a toddler and like them like him holding her up in the air, and so she's just kind of like. Rattled by all this in a way that she's just like I don't understand. Yeah, I, I came here to sever ties, but it seems like ties were somehow still there in a way that I don't understand.
2: Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of that
0: going around because something else we forgot to mention is that at the beginning, I think it's at the beginning. Uh, Monokuma gives them or Monokuma gives Makoto an additional
2: clue, which is a class photo. Right, that features everyone but him. Right, weird. they into like so. It seems like Ultimate Spares a group of people,
3: and I am not in this photo. But these people all seem to know each other. Something's sus here.
0: Weird, weird things are happening. Also, yeah. uh, I don't remember what exactly, where exactly. I think maybe it's from the the guy, the Kyoko's dad's computer. But Makoto basically gets like a DVD that shows interviews with all of the students being interviewed by the headmaster saying that they are okay with spending the rest of their lives at the uh, academy, which is, you know, the exact opposite of what they currently feel and what they remember. feeling, And they have no recollection of this uh, interview. But Mm -hmm. weirdly, right before one of the interviews starts, Monokuma shows up
2: and unplugs the dvd player and says fuck you get out yeah weird yeah weird it's the the weird the weird thing is about some of these scenes is that
3: like my overlapping of like what i remember in the game and also what i saw in the anime adaptation which is garbage nobody said watch it is i feel like that particular what Monacoom is trying to accomplish there was portrayed better in the anime because you see a split second of what he is trying to hide, and then it gets unplugged. Whereas in this, it is being unplugged before it gets to that point. Because like, if it's in a visual novel, like if you can skip or linger on lines longer, you can look at the screen longer. So like, it, that does not necessarily work in the format of the game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because like, there is a point where we have to point out that that happened and that that, that was with intent in the trial and that, it, that was always like a moment of like disconnect.
0: It's weird because yeah, because you don't like, there's no way to know the order of the students right? Right. That's like the main issue with how they do it in the visual novel is like, I feel like it wants you to infer who that right. was, but technically you can't because it's not like sh- that person is the only one who hasn't been shown yet even, because they only right. show like, I think five of the interviews before yeah. Anakuma cuts it off. So you actually have no idea who's going to be next.
2: Right. So that part is a little bit weak. Right. But I think they make up for it with the photos. Um, yeah. But yeah, is there, are there any other I'm to, I'm, feels? I'm pretty sure that investigate oh, like
3: of that investigation, I think we've hit every major. Well, no, no, no. Actually there is one thing. Um, at a certain point, uh, when we are looking through the, uh, th- there there are two major things that I've heard. Um, One, Kyoko gets like a a more uh, thorough examination of Mukuro's body, and like because of the, you know the nature of like her face is blown up and like you know we can only see so much of uh, her uh, body, Kyoko does basically confirm, compared to the measurements and such of her and the uh, the school's files, this body is Mukuro. Like th- that is a Truth that, like, this character that we never really known, but we know of through the various things that Kyoko dug up, is the person that died. Um, we also find out, or it, it is more, and you did bring this up earlier, but like, it is uh, brought back up again that uh, Toko and Genocide Jack do not share memories. And that is an important thing
2: that we will pick up on in the trial. And I think that might be it. I think, I think it's time for a trial, Ken. Yeah. And if we forgot anything, we'll
3: remember it in the midst of all this.
0: Yeah, so so we go we go into the class trial room, except it it looks scary now.
2: <laughs> Instead of that, it's like concrete.
3: Yeah, like all the wallpaper and such has been all torn down, and yeah,
2: yeah. And
0: uh, so basically, the mastermind tells our survivors that. To win this trial, they not only have to figure out Mukuro's murder, but they also have to give an explanation for every single mystery at the school. And if they Which do, is, they'll get executed.
3: Yeah. Which is like a good way to kind of like make sure that nothing no stone has been left unturned and you know, like like give like a game reason to make a player like engage with like the larger mm-hmm. story that's going on. Because like if you've maybe kind of been like tuned out and like mainly like care about like the murder mystery. Like, no, you have, to, you have to start paying attention. Like, you have to be actively engaging with this in a way that is beyond the depth of the day.
0: It feels, okay. it feels like a way for the mastermind to, like, stack the deck, right? Just because, like, statistically, right. you have to solve Mukro's murder. You have to figure out who the mastermind is. You have to figure out, like, why the fuck they're there and why don't they have any memories? Like, that's a lot of information to have to parse. And so mm. it feels like the person behind this is, like, using this as a last-ditch way to make sure that the game is unwinnable.
3: Right, and and also, like, this is where like the, uh, the broadcast comes in. It's like, hey, we're gonna spell this out, like, in the, like, you know, a lot of what has been going on has been broadcast, has been symbolism, but, like, here is, like, no, we are going to, like, get the final word of why we're doing this and what we all want you to take from this, and
2: mm. yeah, and I think, like,
3: it's something that, like, you know, I every time I get to one of like, the final trials of these games, it's like, I, to their credit, like that is a lot to weave in naturally into both like mechanics and also just the writing and like make it all like palatable and uh, comprehensible. And I think, you know, like again, like to their credit, like they really managed to pull it off, especially like considering the levels at which this is about to escalate. I I really commend them for that.
0: Yeah, I think I think across the games they do a good job of like tying in all of the threads to give you like a coherent image at the end, right? Which I think is very commendable.
3: For sure. Just, and it's like I mean, there's another series that kind of gets brought up in, and I think was, this is kind of like why I prefer Dragon to Zero Escape, which is they're they're the series that get get compared a lot because they're they were both from Spike Chunsoft and they were also from. Uh, writers that went on to form their own studio together and, like, are they putting out a game that uh, in May that is the two of them together, which is, like, you know, this dream team of, like, a death game writer, like, uh, you know, uh, collaboration. I, what has always made Zero Escape as a franchise, like, just always, like, way, way lower for me than Danganronpa is the way in which that Danganronpa is able to have this, like, very coherent, very meaningful, like, thematically consistent Uh, ending where zero escape is just like how much like how much fuckery can we put into this and made up science and all this other shit and so yeah
0: yeah i think there's a lot of things that you can critique danganronpa for but i think it's like narrative structure is not one of them right yeah um so the first mystery on our plate is hey ken Mm -hmm. who
2: killed mukuro Gusaba? Well, it doesn't seem like it was any of us. No. Yeah. Hmm. So. So. Best what is is that we've assumed that all the
3: other wounds that she has, because the Monokuma file says that they are old, must mean that they are, like, from before that she got to the school.
2: I feel like
0: there's also an implication that they're healed, right? Because the thing right. from the Monokuma file is that they're a few days old. Right. But the implication that people take from that is that they're starting to heal,
1: right? Yeah, and so
3: th- th- that 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 starts to play into the uh, the bio lab stuff where like we realize there is maybe uh, not all the bodies are accounted for because there are nine.
0: They have to count the lights, to, right. and they realize they are a body short.
3: Yeah, it, it, it does. Get, it is one of those points where like the uh, globalization and like the actual like phrasing of these things is kind of weird because like you have to uh shoot a name into the phrase murder twice mm-hmm. and i was like i don't think that's what happened i think a body was used as like
0: yeah i mean like uh, technically because i guess it's the idea like if we want to get into semantics it's
2: was presumed to be murdered twice right uh yeah when in fact she was only murdered once right so, it does get into so we
3: we intimate that uh it must have been Junko's body that was used because the wounds match up because it was you know all those imp- all that impaling from the spears kind of like where all these uh, old wounds are mm-hmm. um and so like it it starts to kind of like lean into like oh th- they must have used Junko's body but then Kyoko's uh Examination revealed, like no, based on the measurements and etc. This is Mukuro, and we know from what Monokuma said that there were that there were only sixteen students at the school, and we sixteen
2: students are the only people that have taken a step in the school since it happened. Therefore, Jimko's alive. She's the best fucking character in the game. Is. I love her. She's the one Thank thing, God. I agree. On. <laughs> uh, yes. But yeah,
0: Junko is alive. It turns out that she and Mukuro pulled the old
2: switcheroo. Yeah.
3: They were twins, and Mukuro was kind of like, you know, like, by being, like, she's the ultimate soldier, so like, she's kind of like the more brooding, like, uh, combat-ready one, ready to do uh, violent things if need be. And then Junko was the charismatic fashionista who just, you know, orchestrated
2: an entire killing game. Yeah. Uh, She was the brain.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so it turns out Mukuro, the the Junko that we met at the start of the game was in fact Mukuro, which is why at the start of the game, uh, Makoto and and quote-unquote Junko have a conversation about why Junko looks different than her pictures. And we are originally told it is because
2: the photos are airbrushed to hell, which is fair. But in reality, yeah. it's it was Mukuro, and not J right.
3: Yeah, and it is it is one of the things where like I I feel like it had been like the very first time I played this, like it didn't like necessarily immediately occur to me how different they actually look in the face, mm-hmm. um, because like I, the, the, like sort of cause there there, are, there are multiple attempts to obscure Jinko's face, and that, as that is like a plot hole, like it's not a plot hole, in like a plot point where the photos that we were all given of the whole of uh, all the class except for us uh like Taka's got like is like saluting and his elbow is in front of Junko's face and like th- th- that point is like played as like a laugh line and like oh okay that's yeah that's Taka being Taka. and you can already envision Junko being like hey asshole I'm trying to get in the photo and you know that all you don't really necessarily think, think of that but like when you see all these other photos everyone else is given yeah. like oh her back's to the camera or she's getting splashed in the face with water
0: you cannot see face also, another important part of the photos is that every photo that Kyoko is in,
2: she's wearing her gloves. Right. We, yeah, we did actually skip over that in the midst of talking about the murder. It's like, there was a point where they were uh,
3: trying to suss out who could have done this, and Makoto was basically using his memory at the time that Junko was standing over him with a knife and seeing that she had nothing in the back of her hand, uh, which was originally used to prove that it wasn't Mukuro, mm-hmm. but uh, Kyoko has had these gloves that she's been wearing the whole game, and she uh, it was tower up some burn marks that she got in her early days as a detective.
0: And it also was there where even makeup wouldn't be able to cover them, so
2: couldn't have been
0: trying to hurt Makoto. Um, So yeah, so then uh, Junko joins the party.
2: (laughs) Yeah, joins
3: the party, she brings the party with
0: her. I think the thing about Junko for me, is I like I like Junko as a character. I like Junko aesthetically. I like mm. I don't like the voices.
2: Really? So, okay. The I'm, trying to, they have right. I'm trying to
3: think of how we can nerds. I'm trying to think of how we can talk about this without getting too into spoilers. Because, like, so
2: Doesn't she start I, doing it off the bat? Doesn't she?
3: Yeah, like, she starts out with the uh, the 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 uh, crown on like it's just, yeah. like a slightly British accent and
0: yeah so saying, where she like every time the camera turns back to her she has like a different persona and she says that she's just doing it because she's bored like she just yeah. she she gets bored with herself so Wait. she has to change who she is
1: consistently mm-hmm
0: and like i get i get what they're going for based on like you know who she is and what she's doing but i don't like the execution of it i find it really annoying
3: i i i i get that because like there is a sense of hamminess to it which i think in the grand scheme of the franchise like you can tell is being hammed up for the camera mm-hmm. and i think that's important like you know that it is like she at this point I mean, like you know, the whole thing. Like Junko has been putting on a show, like yeah. trying to be like for herself, for the audience, for you know, kind of like distancing herself from it in a way to like where it doesn't like she feels above it all. And I think that is, you know, that is very important for her as a character. But I do like you know, I I personally just, I, I dig it a lot, and I really love Amanda Miller's voice with her because I think that um, I think.
0: I think, part, I think part of it is, like, first of all, the, like, teacher-secretary one, whatever, like, is just too fan servicey y for me. Um, mm. I, just, I don't like that one at all. Um, and, I'll, like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's too cheesy, especially, like, when you factor in, like, the way she is when she's just doing, like, the deadpan, I feel like is, like, more or less the real one. Or, like, the one I'm right. supposed to kind of assume is the real one. Um, yeah. I feel like that matches the depiction that we get later on in three a lot better. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just even the first time I played it, I didn't like that. Somebody asked me, maybe, my like friend who like recommended me the game was like, "Oh, who do you like?" And I was like, "Oh, Junko." Like right away, even before she quote right. died. Um, and then doing
2: that, just I don't. I just I don't like the voice. Yeah. It,
3: yeah. It's it's I, ultimately like I I do feel like it is very much uh portraying like a side of her that is like again like about the, the theater yeah the and show sort of of, like, the, uh, yeah and because like if you know when we'll get to the in this trial like when she realizes that she's one about to lose and also two like is being like most the most forcefully challenged in the whole thing like and she's kind of like reverts to like her standard kind of like you said like her de- her deadpan and what we again what we assume is supposed to be kind of like the base of her personality when she's not putting on a show. That is when I think uh, we see her like, what what is that? Uh, what does that quote is like the most you ever, the most honest you'll ever see of a person is when they're afraid or something like that.
0: Oh, it's, isn't um, it like when they're about to die or something?
3: Yeah. Something along those lines. All of that aside, like I think Junko in trigger, happy havoc is more of a force of nature character than she is the character that we will maybe come to know her as by the time that we're done with these podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, again, like, she is hamming it up, she is distancing herself in this, or, like, putting herself above it and, like, as the game master that is here to exposition all of this but also, like, make it interesting for her and interesting for everybody else. And so, I I get how, like, some of the voices might not be that great, and I think Amanda Miller gets progressively, like, I think by... Other points where she's playing the character, like, has really nailed exactly, like, that sort of, like, base Junko, yeah. and is able to execute it very well.
2: Yeah, because I, I don't even have a
0: problem with her performance, necessarily. It's just, like, the characters, you know what I mean? Like, the, right. the aspects that she chooses to run with. I'm just like, this sucks.
1: Mm,
2: yeah. I get that. So, we solved the murder. And also, by solving the murder, we basically figured out the who's the mastermind thing yeah because yeah i mean the reveal that junko's been living in the walls like kind of kind of gives you that one so now
0: i guess we just the the last thing is just kind of figuring out like what the, why are they here and why don't they right. remember anything i think that's how the, i think that's how junko phrases it right is like why like what's the mystery of your missing memories or whatever right
1: right
3: and that's where it starts and then she starts to lay out like yeah the motives and then like you know again like one of the things where like makoto even says simple, like why are you doing this and she's like everyone has to know why this is all happening. we have to spell it out in like detailed bulleted form and uh yeah, well and i do but, like
0: because like the, it is kind of a ham-fisted summary to be honest right. but like considering what we find out is the goal it actually does make sense
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure
3: yeah the uh but if the, at the basis of it all is uh, our missing memories, which Junko starts to frame in like a very questionable way, where she's like, by removing your memories, I gave you hope and made you want to leave, thus propelling the killing game out. And then that's the point where, where Makoto's like, hey, we have these photos of us all at the school. We have these videos of us in this interview with the headmaster who none of us thought that we knew before. Um, and then the, the interesting thing about it is like, You get the, like, they do a really good job of kind of, like, making the ultimate reveal of what's going on outside disorienting because, like, you have those knowledge that something has happened and that, like, you you are missing memories but, like, you don't, like, even when it's finally shown to you, like, it still seems incomprehensible. Because
0: it's the scale of it, right? Like, it's the scale of what they lost. And the fact that, like, at the same time, like, it's hard because, like, you're looking at this enormous, ridiculous, like, event, right? That is, like, Mm -hmm. Impossible to believe, but like you are being presented with facts that are showing you that it happened. But at the same time, you don't have any fucking memories. So, like, right. you can't necessarily trust that either.
2: Right. Which is
3: like a very good, like, kind of point that, Mo- that Makoto has at some point where he's like, you've just been going on about all of this this whole time, but we still don't have any reason to believe what you're saying because we haven't seen it for ourselves. Which becomes like part of like when, when, after we get through all like the exposition, Junko, like, does give us that sort of uh, ultimatum that we'll get to, um,
2: which plays into that in a very specific way. Yeah. Um, I think the next point is kind of Junko
0: revealing, like, how much of their memory she took, right? Right. So she basically, she basically just gives them a gimme. It's kind of fun. The trial gets kind of funny because you can kind of tell Junko starts to get bored of it. Because yeah. she starts like as it goes on, she gives them more and more information. Yeah. But the first thing that she gives them is that she has taken a year worth of their memories.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that on top of that, the year that she took was the first year that they spent together at Hope's Peak, which was right before this. So they have actually okay. they are technically second years at the school and have already mm-hmm. been there and known each other
2: for a full year. And all of the photos that, you know, they found or that she gave them are real. Right. Yeah, and then that's how it gets in, like, you know, gets into Kyoko realizing why there it
3: seems to have been some sort of new connection with her father that she doesn't remember, that she doesn't stand. And it kind of like on top of like uh them realizing all these things are real, it does like make the everything that came before more tragic 'cause like they weren't just strangers, they had been at the school together for a year, they were friends. Like, like if, it, when you start to think about um, the specifics of, like, the motives, you also kind of suss out that Junko must have been there through all of it, they must have known them, and, like, knew enough to know that about Chihiro's gender, knew about what uh, happened between Mondo and his brother, and about, about Genocide Jack, like, you, you start to, like, put it together, like, how close these people must have been
2: for any of them to know these things before, for her to be able to use them in the killing game. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I mean, top ten anime betrayal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also Mukuro was there too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. Top eleven top <laughs> of anime betrayal.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, no, like but, I mean, that is the reveal, right? Is that, like, Mukuro, on top of, like, all of them having been friends, like... All of them were friends. Junko right. and Mukuro were there. And like for all intents and purposes, were their friends for a year.
2: Yeah. yeah. they decided to kill them all. <laughs> well, I mean, they right. knew they to do that, but... This was a long con. Yeah. yeah, like, how patient can you be? Couldn't fucking be. That was just to was like, granted, Junko and Mukuro were doing a lot of stuff before
3: <laughs> this started. Yeah, to get us to this point. Yeah,
0: they. I can't imagine having that kind of resolve to do something at sixteen.
3: Right. Yeah, that that resolve, that level of resentment for an, an ideal that a, that the school was like putting forth, which I think like does like, it, it, and it kind of goes back to the first time at the very beginning. It's like that I like ultimately, Junko's point here was to show that like these ideals of hope that. We're being propped up, like, and well, I guess we can actually go into, like, the biggest reveal about the state of the world, is that, like, the world has been basically overtaken by despair. And that is, like, as you described it, like, more of an ideological thing, like, sort of, um...
0: Like, well, it's weird, because it's, like, a, it's a material thing, too, right? Like, the ultimate despair is, like, a terrorist group.
3: Right. And then, sort of, like, their influence on various things has kind of, like, spread out and made it into this thing that, it, like, has... Like it is like an ideological thing in terms of like there's not like a hierarchy per se, uh, beyond the group that we know to be ultimate despair, but like people just like random people that like kind of like saw the, all of this stuff happening, that like bought into it, bought into this idea that like once you stop having hope, then you can basically like like once you like stop having hope that like a school system that has been revered is going to be like, one, like, is where all the, like, the future of all these industries is going to come from, or or that it can be your, like, saving grace to, like, be successful, or that, like, you know, all, all, whatever hope and whatever hope means to you, like, whatever you hope for, once you let go of that desire to, like, move forward and, like, fight for things that you want, or, like, uh you know, revere things in a certain way, you can do whatever you want. That is what, like, despair as,
2: like, this, like, it means to Juco is that like yeah it's like rock bottom is liberation right and you know like I mean you can like see the appeal in like the way that like this this is a society that has like
3: lot, latched on to host peak and its students as like the saving grace for society to like feel disenfranchised by that like what is that like what form does that disenfranchisement take when you've kind of been made to see that like you don't have to ascribe to these things. Like, you do not have to believe in these things of the way that you've been told. And as we see, like, it results in the world just like crumbling underneath all of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really fucking
3: good. Like, like, I, I, that, that is where, like, and you know, that. Do,
2: this This is the
0: one part I like. All of the stuff that you're talking about is good. And I like it. The thing that I struggle with that this game does. Is once they start dropping hints about how this all came to be, they start referring it to you know like the worst, most tragic event in human history, right? Mm, which right. for a long time is framed as what happens at the school specifically, and not right. like no. which eventually I think it's supposed to kind of translate into like like the inception of like like the 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 ultimate despair is you know like infiltrating so many areas and kind of all doing their thing at once like I think is kind of more the event
2: Mm. but it is
0: framed as the school which when you find out what happened it's bad but like the holocaust happened you know what I mean like
3: right and so the the weird thing is like I don't know if this is maybe a localization issue or if like uh, you know th- just the the terminology that the series uses there are two separate events. there is the tragedy of Peak Academy, and then there is like the biggest missileo, et cetera, which is more n- known colloquially as like the tragedy and so because the the names are like almost identical like the the sort of like clarity can get messy, but like the tragedy of Hoseek academy, which is implied to like I, I, it's not really outright said think it as was much like the
0: in arc for what then right happened. right.
3: Yeah, and part of, like, or, like, the spark that led to that, we get the sense was the bloody classroom up top, on the top floor of the school, that that led to something, which led to something, which led to where we are now. Um, And, again, I think, like, the clarity of that is just kind of, like, lost when the titles are where they are. And I don't know if that was, like, again, a localization thing, or if, like, yeah, uh, just, like, again, they just went with a name that was very similar.
0: Yeah, I think it's also hard because I think at first the kids think they're the same thing. Yeah. It Or, like, it's kind of implied that, like, they don't realize that two different things happened. Um, yeah. It just, yeah, it gets kind of muddy. But, yeah, for for clarity's sake, the, the bad thing happened at Hope's Peak and then the, like, quote-unquote worst thing happened, which was right. essentially the... Despair people like mobilizing
2: right which so okay, I'm trying to think like we we've, we've set the stage we've set like
3: the truth of the game what is, like, I'm trying to make sure that we have kind of like touched all our bases before we get to what is ultimately like the final gameplay moment of the game, which is i I feel like again, like they, they have made like the themes of the game into like a the actual gameplay mechanic in a really interesting way that like All the stuff that I said about like Junko's ideology and like kind of like, uh, like what what it means to fight against that. I think it's like a like the fucking like silver lining of every tragic thing that happens in this game. But I want to make sure that we've hit on all the other like plot points before we move to that.
1: I'm
0: trying. I think we have. I think the only other thing is just that like, and I don't even know that this is that major, but like with the. Junko stealing their memories thing comes the reveal that she took more from Kyoko specifically because right. she knew that Kyoko would be able to figure it out um, right.
3: as the ultimate detective.
0: yeah so she tried to like delay the inevitable as long as possible and also then uh Junko did try to kill Makoto that was Junko in his room right Kyoko stopped it yeah. and then because of that Junko then decided that Kyoko was finally too fucking dangerous and
2: tried right. to- Right. And that only matters because, like, it shows that Junko started to bend her own rule. Right.
3: Which was kind of, like, the way that Kyoko got then into the situation where they was like, okay, one more trial because we've kind of exposed the farce that you have put forth. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. And so then, yeah, it kind of it comes down to that where it's like it's kind of Kyoko and them seeing how willing they are to bet on Junko following her own rule. Um, right. And like living up to this ideal because ultimately Junko presents them with a final choice, which is basically that the world outside of the school has been destroyed by all of the wild shit that's happening out there. And so like the air is not clean to breathe and like they will not be safe when they leave. And so like earlier in the game, when they first find the like tech lab, whatever the like research lab, um, there's an air purifier in there and they do make a note of that. Um, And Jungo cites that as the only reason comfortably here is because uh, there's an air purifier and the second she dies, the air purifier will turn off. And she she phrases it as, I will cast you out. Like, she, she tries to make it scary. And so the ultimate choice is they can either kill her and leave or they can stay forever
3: yeah and even if that's like going against the rules of the killing game it is still like making the same point she's trying to make is that like when they have been given no reason to hope these symbols of hope will fall to despair which is to so like the thing that they were trying to do which was all say in this school as a shelter to be kind of like kept away from all that like it like by having learned the truth of it
2: they will fall into despair again and then them staying will be making
1: the point that she was trying to make
2: she gets to live yeah yeah so they have to they have to make a choice
1: yeah and then
3: she, she also actually does add like a little cherry on top is that to kind of like in the killing game on like a really uh you know explosive note she will do one more ex- execution if she, if like they basically vote in her favor and she decides to be makoto which again is like a good way to make the stakes of it valuable to the player in a way that like by putting your character in that spot, you were able to give them a reason to actively fight against the thing beyond, like, because, you know, it's very easy for them, for her to, like, maybe pick a character that somebody didn't like, like, Toko or Hiro or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you, like, take out, it's like, if you give the, not to say that everyone was going to love Makoto by proxy of him being the protagonist, but, like, th- that is, like, the best chance you've got in making the the player feel the need to continue. um So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah, and so Makoto, Makoto is put on the line again. Junko is also put on the line. And it, it does become literally like if they want to stay, they have to sacrifice him. Uh, right. And so yeah, so it becomes, it, it gets to the point where they are kind of falling to despair. And then we get the revelation that Makoto's talent, one, Makoto does have a talent and right. it's not necessarily luck but it is hope in the same way that junko and mukuro were able to embody despair so well mm-hmm. um makoto is able to do the same thing with hope um right. and so he basically weaponizes that to get his friends to stop being sad
2: and Which
3: is uh, as cheesy as it is like i love the way that they make it like the they make it like mechanic and like you absorb hope the word hope and shoot it into everyone's like like uh all their all their sad feelings and then they each have like this really dope like they each have like you know their the moment of, like hyping themselves up which yeah feels really like really good because like you know they they are like it, it goes into like a uh a more like so the interesting thing about uh like Makoto and Junko as sort of like these this duality between them is that like Ultimately, like what hope and despair means to them, as sort of like the embodiments of these things, kind of can be uh, summed up in like kind of like platitudes a little bit. And I think that's like y- y- that might be considered a uh, a a dog against the writing. But like I think when you're like you are you've kind of made this uh, entire thing symbolic in a way, mm-hmm. like and you have these characters that are supposed to be the arbiters of these things. I think it's I think that makes sense for them to just kind of be like these forces of nature when it comes to this particular conflict so like you have but then you have characters like uh, like hero you know his version like when you shoot him his thing is like he talks about like hope is having like being uh like having the curiosity to know what is behind the next door and to like move forward and then for Hina it's uh remembering Sakura and being like my hope can be moving on for her because that is what she wanted to do like it'll be hard but she would she would have said something like, uh, confront the, the thorny path with enthusiasm. and
1: Like, yes!
3: Like, give it, like, make them, like, you know, make hope mean something different to each of these people who are very yeah, starkly the Yeah, like,
0: it's literally just, like, spite.
3: Yeah, it, it's spite, and also, like, and we actually might have skipped over this, but, like, his entire, like, empire has come crumbling down in the midst of the ultimate despair, kind of, like, spreading throughout the world. And so, like, he says, like, um, like, his line is something like, uh, the Byakia, uh lineage is not over because I'm still
2: alive. And until I can uh, see that through and make it greater than it's ever been, we are not gonna lose here. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah, it's good shit. It is. Good shit! Genu- it's very good, very mm. anime bullshit, but it's very good. Yeah. And, yeah, so they... They vote for Juko. Yeah. And... She does die. She squishes
0: herself with the execution that was meant for Makoto.
2: Yeah, which
3: is I mean, that, that's that's a nice little touch because you know, like she was going to frame him for her murder using that. So yeah, but also like she does have the moment where she's like fucking stoked about it. Yeah, I,
0: I think this is the part that like made me like Jinko a lot because she's just she's really scary because she. Right. She does in that same way where, like, I think they do do a good job of showing that, like, the idea of I am I persist for the idea of something, or like for the potential that there is something, and I persist right. because there is nothing are like very, very close to each other. Um, right, like that's because that's basically what Makoto and Junko's definitions of these things are, is right, it's like the idea that there could be something versus the idea that there's nothing so it doesn't matter right and like right. she is so and she talks about it too because they they're like they kind of frame it at first as if like she killed Mukuro and didn't care or like that's kind of the implication that like the the students have is that they right. think she just did it you know to advance her game but junko talks about it and she's like no like I killed my own sister,
2: right?
3: To, to, to com- like with with no like. She's right. like I
0: complete. I killed my own sister to complete a plan that I just failed to complete. Her death meant nothing because I failed. Like, right? And she's happy because like it is just that pure
2: like nothingness opening up in front of her, right? Like, mm. and that's her jam. And yeah, she's like, I. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like... This, she just she, loves the. She loves that, like,
0: just mental void.
3: Right, and she, she's just... And, like, and like she's, like, like, bullying and, like, just, like, salivating over... She's, like, she is... Like, ultimately, like, a lot of what she has done, like, has been in the name of despair, but, she, like, what despair has she felt herself? Like, that is something that is, like, an interesting question across, like, the whole franchise, is, like, what, at what point does the ultimate despair feel despair, and what does that look like when they finally see it? um yeah, it's like it's good like it's good its it is like you know it's it's unsettling scene, but like it's just like again, like you know, yeah, because it's weird cause she's such a crying over
0: Mukuro and crying that she failed, but she's also like so
2: like literally like you said, drooling over the prospect of it it's a yeah. lot it's just like again, like. In, in, in
3: compared to places that the series is going to go in terms of when it like really gets into the grays of this in ways that I think are really fascinating especially with characters like Nagito that we will talk about you know a game, a game from now like the way that Danganronpa is always very successful in the way it's able to distill these ideas into people and like like bring that about like through uh, character development that is not necessarily subtle but also but like carries so many shades of like uh, depth and grace that like makes them interesting when they like, especially with characters like Makoto and Junko who do represent like these polar opposites. ideals. like to make it still compelling is like no easy, that is no small feat, and it is something that Junko is a character that we see as herself, like not as Monokuma, for maybe like a total of three hours of this game, and she still like manages to make such an impact, oh. such that. Like, in a 25-ish hour game, like, she is in there for, like, maybe, like, a tenth or so of it. And she just, like, so purposely encapsulates and, like, presents herself in a way that you understand, like, why all of this had to happen. Like, why this character was, like, compelled to do all of this.
0: Yeah, which is... Which is
3: Perfect! The,
0: yeah, which is good because, like, and that continues throughout, right? Because, like, her... Mm-hmm. She has a presence that
2: lingers, is how I'm going to phrase that. Right. Um right. yeah. and in interesting ways, I think. Um mm. but yeah, and then so Junko, Junko dies. Junko gets like fucking splattered. Um yep. and then the gang goes back up to the main level of the school and mm. the air purifier does turn off and uh and they decide to open the door. And that's the end. And we don't see what... Yeah. The, so... I'm going to say, like, regardless of what comes next, I think, like, in terms of a, a moment, again,
3: like, a, a distilling of a theme down into a moment, opening the door and not seeing it is, like, one of, like, the best moments in this I movie. Love I love
0: that ending.
3: Yeah, and so, like, and I've struggled with this, because like, I've... I've... This is, like, one of the games, and I'm like, hey, person that I know, please play this game. Like, it... Like, to talk about, I want to like, I, I feel like by playing this game, you will understand me better as a person. And I've had a couple people that like get so frustrated by the fact that they don't see what's outside that like they don't continue to play the series, which you will see what's outside if you keep playing. And like, yeah, you, you, know, you do like cool get thing. answers to the questions, right? But like, in that moment, like it doesn't matter what's on the outside, it's the fact no, that all of these the characters like, the, the point is the yep, choice they made the decision before. to go, yes yes that is that is is what hope means it is is like that is
0: literally i mean that's what hero literally says right is he's like all that matters is that like i keep trying to open the door like like that i keep trying to move through the next door like and that's, and that's what they're saying they are saying like no matter what is out there like especially because they do mention that the fucking air purifier turns off so it is like there is an implication that like what Junko said is going to be true but it doesn't right. matter
2: like the point is that Wait. it doesn't matter the point is that they have to Wait. try regardless mm-hmm. fucking stellar ending like it just... yeah it's a Damn. good ending to a questionable oh, but good game yeah ugh <sighs> Do you have anything
3: else you want to say you know, about Danganronpa One, Ken? Uh, no. I, I, I just like expelled all <laughs> like the hope in my body out to like for this last few. I just like I mean it's it's what I've been saying. Like I, I do think like it's one of those situations where I feel like if you were a person who wanted to get like a strong standalone story, I think this is the only game you'll get that with. And it's not because I think that like I I, I don't I don't I care for the criticism I really that like
2: ended on one.
3: Right, and I think that's like comes from like a a series like Dangrampa that is very insular, that is very much like about like this ongoing theme that they find ways to kind of riff on. Like I like
0: I like two better than one, but two doesn't it doesn't work without the first one. Right, fundamentally.
3: Yeah, and I and I think that I ultimately think that's a good thing because I think it does allow the series to kind of be very consistent and like very like tightly wound very much in and of itself like presenting themes in ways that it is able to work in ways that don't contradict itself and like they're able to expand on a thesis without kind of like ever stepping on the toes of what's come before it cuz it's all like it's really building upon itself um, so like in that sense like I do think it is possible for people to stop playing at one and I think get the full effect of what the series is going to go on to say and I think that is I think that is what I my my uh, biggest takeaway from Trigger Happy Havoc is is that like it is very uh, it it knows itself very well, and I think that it is able to present these scenes in ways that uh, can like you know, again like very seemingly black and white, seeming, seemingly monochrome, seemingly monochrome uh, idea of what uh, hope can hope and despair can be for people and.
0: Um, anyway, Ken where can people find
3: you? Yeah. Uh you can find me uh writing news and also other things depending on how I feel that day over at FanBite. Um you can find me uh on Twitter at Shepherd C D R like Shepherd Commander where I just I tweet my workout, I tweet other shit and um but I also do a video game retrospective podcast called Normandy FM. We were once a bio retrospective, we had done Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Jade Empire, um but we have been doing those games for two years now, so we were like, "Ah, oh, we want to do something else. So we we're switching from a bio retrospective to a video game retrospective, and our first episode, well, what is this going to be live?
2: Uh, in a while.
3: Okay, <laughs> well, maybe by then. Uh, our first or so episodes will, of our last of us retrospective will be out. Um. So yeah, that's where I be. That's, those are my jobs. Yeah. That's where I'm on the internet.
0: And uh, you can find me over on Twitter at a wealth keeper. Um, I'm not going to spell it. You figure it out. Um, and this podcast is a product of Uppercut, thanks to our lovely patrons, uh, which you can find on Twitter at Uppercut Crit and on Instagram at Uppercut Understore Crit. And uh, yeah, this is this is one of our special limited run pods. So bask in it, enjoy. And if you uh, want to see us more do,
2: do more cool stuff like this, hit up our Patreon. And yeah. That's it. We'll see you next time for more Rumba. Bye-bye. Wait, I have a question, Ken, actually. What? For the listener, too? Mm-hmm. Is 2 next, or is it fucking the shooty one? Romba 2, Goodbye to Sparrow is next. Thank God. <laughs> anyway, all right, so play Romba 2,
0: and we'll see you next time.